Hello, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We are playing Wandering 2nd Edition tonight. We are continuing our Waking of Angmar campaign. We are quite literally uh, on a journey back to Angmar. We've been there. Well, we've sort of been there. We've been on the outskirts, but we're going head hog right through it. Got to get over those mountains and search for a place called Othringul as you all are on a on a quest or mission or something from uh, the Lady Ortolos of Forlorn. So uh, we'll see uh, we'll see how far we get um, tonight, and we'll see where that goes. We ended on kind of an interesting little reveal, uh, and we'll see what that happens. Uh, but before we get to the full-on summary, we'll go ahead and do our usual introductions, uh, say who you are, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, we'll start with uh, with Floy, our, our our dwarf treasure hunter. Hello, I am Floy. I play dwarf treasure hunter, like Jeff just said. I'm a young one. I have my trusty battle axe that I carry around. It's slayed quite a few creatures, hill giants, swamp giants, or trolls, actually, not giants. Goblins, some wargs, some wolves. Soon to be maybe a rumored ice drake question mark certainly like Floyd's, like Floyd's introduction list is like here are all the things I've slayed yeah. <laughs> Soren Deers is like here are all the like names that I picked up along the way plus all the all the fairy ladies in the north down or whatever, wherever it was I can't remember that was was it the north downs I can't remember all the fairy ladies west of uh, of the Shire is uh, Floyd's married now Yes. Yeah, when do we get to too. meet your wife? Like, That's why are you hiding question. her from? Do I get to meet her? I'm not. Quite <laughs> <either>. <laughs> That's great. Oh goodness, do you still wear the braids and the different colorations, the the, the festive uh, adornments? Are you still wearing those, Floy? Yeah, I'll still rock them until they fall out. I guess. Okay. All right. Till they fall out. <laughs> <laughs> they just become ingrained, layer after layer of beard hair covering up. Okay. Uh, next up, uh, we've got Gilly Kettlegrass. Ashley, tell us about Gilly. Uh, I am playing Gilly Kettlegrass. She is our Bree-Blooded Hobbit. And um, she's been kind of like the scribe of our entire adventure. She's been keeping notes of uh, all the good and all the bad. Because it's also partially kind of like her diary. <laughs> and there's hidden, um, basically, boudoir, like, images of a bunch of dwarfs mixed in which is probably very confusing for oswald when we were when we were scribing my my stories and my notes and stuff <laughs> she's scrambling to hide it mm-hmm. but um yeah she's intent to get this mission done that we've been set upon but she is she's worried about the difficulties that we're about to face so, Ashley, if I were to say you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have what, what what would you say that's from? Do you know what that reference is to? We were we were singing random songs of old TV shows no. before we got on. <laughs> I don't. Oh goodness, facts of life. I was doing like Laverne and Shirley, and no one got it. Like even Stephen. Stephen was like, "Oh, you're old," and like, dude. <laughs> And then he's like, I like happy days. I'm like, that's even older. What are you talking about? <laughs> I said my dad likes happy days, so I know that one at least. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. That's facts of life. Uh, that's that's the one that's got Mrs. Garrett, you know. Tell me. I'm just saying you're as old as Where? my dad. That's all. I am oh. not as old as your dad. That's insane. Oh, oh goodness. <laughs> I'm only 23 years old, so that would be 
That would be weird if I were your dad. Uh, <laughs> that would be very weird. That would be weird. Uh, it'd be very strange. We have a lot of we have a lot of questions to answer. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Melissa. Melissa, you're playing Arineal. Tell us about Arineal. Uh, yes. So Arineal is our Ranger of the North champion. Um, Arineal is pleased, uh, comforted, I would say, to have successfully. Um, got Maribem back in our group for this uh, journey northward. Um, and this might have slipped under the radar last session, but uh, she has snowshoes back for the uh, oh, journey north. Uh, I didn't hear you say that, so <laughs> go ahead and take those out. That's the difference between success or fail on this mission. Uh, Adam, is are those, are those, uh, those bits for the players? Uh, I see there's 300 of them, uh, but you separated them. So I can't tell if that means for the players uh, or for me to murder Steven with. So if you could clarify. And if he doesn't clarify, we just we just assume. We'll just assume the default. We'll just assume it's to, to murder, murder Steven. <laughs> Watching Steven as his mic comes unmuted, he looks concerned. He mutes himself, unmutes. <laughs> There's a whole journey. It's a whole, yeah, it's a roller coaster. I just I look back. I forgot how generous everyone was last time, and we have hmm. a lot of these excess characters that's a shame. from last session. Uh, that's like, a shame. A lot. <laughs> All that means is I have to be worse and worse to you. <laughs> I can do what I want with them. Oh, boy. Adam's <laughs> giving me free reign. Adam tried to kill, uh, kill Purdy. Uh, well, actually, Adam gave bits, and then Steven tried to kill Purdy in our Haunted West game. So oh no! Adam, yeah, didn't. Don't worry. Don't worry. He's cool. He's. I mean, he's not. He nearly died, uh, and he's covered in like spit and stuff. It's or vomit. I think it's. It's. It was. It was an ordeal. It was an ordeal. Actually, <laughs> you should. You should watch the app. Uh, yeah, it was really I, fun. I had that. My I fell asleep listening to mm-hmm. you guys, so I don't know where I left off. Everybody wanted you to die, uh, but Purdy was like, "Oh, no. <laughs> no, shit." Uh, that's our Haunted West game that Steven runs for us on Tuesdays. So you should go check that out. If you don't, uh, if you don't already watch it, we, uh, we got a couple of those apps already up on the YouTube channel. Uh, and you can uh, uh, you can see some weird West stuff. And speaking of Steven, Steven's our last introduction. Steven, tell us about Sorendir. Yes, I am playing Sorendir, Child of Eru, Guard of Forland. Exile of Linden, Warden of Eriador, Drinker of Water, Giver of Gold, and Hunter of Berries. Hunter of Berries? That's a, is that, that a new one? That's a new that's one. A new? That's a new one. Okay. I, I've been having so many trouble troubles getting berries lately that I figured I, I, I earned a new title. Shouldn't you add some like, of these, like Victim of Spiders? Mm, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I thought about... Spider food. Consumer of Poison. I thought about something with spiders, but I... <laughs> I figured the berries were a little bit more manageable. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Do, is there like a process like that Sorendir goes through to acquire these titles? Like, are they, you know, do we have like, uh, do we have like flashbacks to where we can see like the coronation of these things or the official like identification of these titles? Or is it just things he puts uh, of himself? I think during his elvish meditations, uh, oftentimes it goes over the troubles he's been having or things that he's been proud of. And then it just comes out the next time he introduces himself. Oh, bait of spiders. That's a good one. Bait of spiders. I like that one. Tool to Twitch. Okay. So uh, let's get started. So last time 
I do actually have music uh, here from Tabletop Audio. One of the tracks is actually Spider's Den. It's one of my favorite tracks, too. Uh, it's got it's very versatile, kind of spooky. So uh, last time you all had finished your journey back towards Bree. Uh, it was a, it was sort of like a, a pit stop on your much longer journey up into Angmar. Uh, but you were coming back from, from Forlond uh, after kind of cleansing Floy of his curse, and you made it back to Bree. You spent, uh, I think it was about a week and a half. Uh, we didn't do a full fellowship phase, but you checked in on some folks. We did 11 uh, days. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, we checked in on some folks, some familiar faces uh, that we've we've had since pretty much the beginning uh, of the campaign. So we saw folks like Rosa Goodborough and Meta Oldbrook and uh, and uh, Oswald Breaker, as Gilly already mentioned. Uh, you all managed to also talk to Marim, Ben, and Talendil, who are who are ranger friends uh, that you've uh, that you've made along your travels over the past year, and convinced them to come with you. Uh, so you you are not going out to Angmar entirely alone. You have two seasoned rangers. Uh, however, Talendil, as we all know, is recovering from very serious wounds he took a year ago uh, in Fornost, and so his uh, he's not as as uh, functional as he used to be, but he's moving much better. Uh, Marim Ben, uh, her injuries are more uh, emotional, mental, right? Like she's she's got a lot of stuff, trauma that she's going through, but she's agreed nonetheless to help you. You all also went out and saw, uh, well, let's say you first saw Marge, I believe, right? We you went did. and saw Marge first. Uh, Marge being this this kind of older woman uh, who we have kind of a tradition now is every time you guys go back to, uh, to Brie, uh, you make sure to check in on Marge because Marge is the mother of, I'm trying to remember his name. Hollis. Hollis, yes. Hollis Oakstout. Uh, Hollis Oakstout, who is kind of the uh, the exiled Bree Warden who lives now out near the uh, near the, the, the Midgewater Marshes. And you kind of checked in on her, did some, did some repairs. And then you tried to recruit Hollis to come with you because he has two very, uh, uh, very loyal and very effective hound dogs that... Um, uh, that uh, that you all met a long time ago. Uh, however, you were not able to convince him. Uh, and so he, neither he nor Quint or Hooper are coming with you. Uh, you then decided to get on the road. Uh, you started journeying up the uh, the Greenway. Uh, Soren Deer got lost uh, in the forest as he was trying to pick some berries. Uh, later on, you all, as you were kind of Starting to 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 weave northeasternly before you before the green wave reached Fornost, you started to weave northeasternly and find kind of a, a traversable valley uh, between the 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 North Moors and the and the Weather Hills. Uh, Gilly had an incident where she uh, she encountered some strange sickly figure uh, after after shooting their dog, I believe it was. Uh, you managed to kind of talk your way out of that uh, without any any other like major threats. And then you kind of continue to, to travel. Uh, it is late autumn at this point, nearing winter. Uh, the The sky is overcast uh, significantly during these travels. There's tons of fog and mist that are whirling around uh, in the valleys and on top of the hills. And at a certain point, you all got lost, uh, sort of. You kind of lost which way you were going. Floy fell off a small cliff, uh, managed to be okay. And then you started catching sight of this keep, this castle, this ruined castle uh, atop a Rudauer hill. And it just didn't seem like it was ever getting closer. A couple days passed, travel, travel, travel. You never seemed to get closer. And the mist kept swirling around to the point where you couldn't even see a path that would reach it. Until one morning you woke up 
clear as day. Mist was gone, at least around you. And there the keep was, uh, just a short walk away. And we will pick up right there in the midst of our journey. As up ahead, you can see uh, there is this ruined dark keep uh, that is up on the uh, up on this hill. You can see like there is a small pasture uh, between yourselves and what looks like this rocky ramp that weaves up uh, to the entrance of this, which you can see from a distance. I would say Soren, Deer, and Gilly, both of you have fairly good eyes. Uh, you can see what looks like a collapsed opening. Um, it doesn't look like it's doesn't look from here at all that it's uh, uh that it's occupied you don't see any signs of banners or anything like that there doesn't appear to be any farms or anything around here and you don't you certainly don't see any animals nothing like that but from a distance this looks like one of those keeps that you're that you know that Lottie and the other hill folk have been scouring for various artifacts uh, of old the kingdom of Arnor so what would you all like to do At the sight of it, uh, Gilly's actually kind of nervous because the last time that we were at like a keep-like structure, we encountered a nameless thing, and um, so she's she's very hesitant to even like approach it. Do you, should we should we just go around? Is it still misty that we? upon the castle or is it no you can see like far off to like the the south and to the north like as the the weather hills kind of go up a little bit higher you can see some of it still kind of weaving around but this morning it's been you know largely clear you can see this like kind of dark you know kind of gray green grass between yourselves and it occasional chunks of uh of some sort of wild bush in between uh, no real forest or trees that you can really note in the area, uh, but uh, but otherwise, yeah, it's it's kind of open and clear, and you can kind of see um, the hills themselves are a little undulating and rocky at times, and you've already known that some of them have like quick fall offs, uh, and so it is it is kind of slow and careful going. Uh, you could potentially weave around it, of course. Uh, that mean kind of plunging into, kind of going a little bit further up into the hills, either to the south or to the north, to kind of work your way around it. We do have to make it saying more. We should not spend much time here. I agree we shouldn't stay for too long, but I believe we could do a through and see what there is here before we continue. Well, we should at least approach with caution. We should look for tracks, see if there's any recent hill folk nearby. I do agree. Those are prudent steps. Okay. Uh, so who all... So basically, there's, there seems to be one clear, like, winding ramp that goes up towards the front gate. Otherwise, the 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 keep itself seems to sit atop like this rocky hill that could be climbed if you want, but you can also tell that there's sections of the wall that have crumbled, sections of the hill that have crumbled, and it's not the easiest way to path. Uh, but there is that one clear path. So how are you approaching and who is approaching? 
Uh, Arinia will probably be um, kind of roaming side to side a bit, trying to look for uh, tracks and recent footprints and things like that. So kind of on the path, but also kind of moving side to side. Okay. Uh, so if you're looking for tracks specifically, um, you can roll a hunting test. I know you like to roll hunting. Yeah, I do. Uh, it is kind of muddy, soggy ground. Uh, so I will say minus 1d on that. 1, one, one d6. As everything around here seems to have kind of a, like a, a sl- I would I, I wouldn't go nearly as far as to say like a marsh or a swamp, but it's definitely soggy and sludgy and anything that anything that would have tracked through here, you can tell the the mud itself is kind of like reef it sort of loses its form pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh so that is a success fourteen just over thirteen. Okay. Um you find so is it just a regular success? Any any bonus successes? No. Okay. You do find uh, what look like cart, uh, like a, like like wheels. You can tell, like the like these tracks that seem to pull through from the northern side of the keep, and like they're trying to weave around, but at some point gets lost. Uh, and you don't see any signs of like where that might pick up, but you think someone was kind of coming around from the north side of the keep and might be kind of tracking towards that ramp. How long ago? Hard to say, uh, but it does look like there there was a cart path here. Narrow, so you don't think it was a particularly big cart, but uh, could could even it could either just be a like a pull cart, something uh, a person might doesn't even have to have like a like a stock animal or anything like that pulling it. Uh, we have not been the only ones to come to this location of late. Yeah, we know Lottie's group tend to be raiding these areas. I can stealth up, maybe go through a crack in the walls of the keep. Sure. See if there's any people here. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, go ahead and if you're if you're looking to stealth up, that's fine. Uh roll your stealth. Um are you trying to go up the ramp or are you trying to like kind of climb up the the one of the rocky slopes of the hill to kind of get through a crack on the wall? Yeah, I'm gonna go for the climbing. Okay, so then I would say increase the difficulty, so minus 1d6 as you're climbing and trying to be hidden while doing so. Could I go with him? Absolutely. I'm going to be the same role. Can I spend some hope for a burglary distinctive feature? I think that makes perfect sense. Yeah, go right ahead. Nice. So, so you're inspired since it's a distinctive feature, so you would get a net of plus 1d since you have the the penalty from the difficulty. Would I be able to use my uh, useful item here? Of course. Yeah, your cloak. Got a Gandalf 25. Wow. I also got a Gandalf. Well, I'm sorry that today is opposite day. uh, (laughs) Because in our version, Gandalf Gandalf and Zara are just different. Zara's the good guy. Okay. The two of you, you, you bypass the, the ramp. You find oh, kind of this rocky, uh, rocky hillside that you climb up. It's a little slippery here and there. Everything's very, very damp. Uh, but you, it's kind of on the western side of the keep. 
I will say that the ramp is kind of southwestern side, so you're you're more kind of, kind of towards the northwest side where that muddy area was that Arineal found the cart tracks. And you notice that there is this kind of crack in the northwestern section of wall. So you climb up, and you're able to slip slip into this this small crack in the wall. It's, it's also climbing. You're climbing at the same time. Uh, while this has happened, Gilly, what are you doing? So Reniel's checking for traps. Uh, Surrender and Floyd are climbing, going inside. What is Gilly doing? Um, I kind of wanted Gilly to be stealthing up behind Arineal. So like following her kind of like off the path, but nearby, but stealthily to just help be assistance if she needs it. Okay. Um, so you're just, you're just kind of, you're just following her basically keeping, keeping hidden while you do so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sure. Sure. We don't need to roll a stealth for you just yet. If you're staying down on the ground, uh, with, uh, with a renial. Uh, Floy and Sorendir, when you slip in through the, the northwestern crack in the wall, you notice that much of the keep actually seems to be intact. Uh, you can tell that there is this central um, central building that st- that is like this dark kind of almost, almost black stone. And you can see it, it, it as you're as you're looking at more carefully. It's not so much that the stone is black, but some sort of vegetation like ivy or vines have kind of covered it, and that is what is actually giving it such its dark color. You notice that there is a fairly large like sinkhole in the middle of the courtyard, uh, but it's at, at some distance from the, the sort of the central building. You can see that the there's a rampart that goes around very small. It's kind of a, you know, it's like a like a singular walkway. You you'd probably think you couldn't do much more than, you know, single file as you walk past. Uh, mixture of, of wood and stone and wherever there's wood, it looks to have rotted. Uh, but the stone still seems to be intact. Uh, you could potentially climb up there, uh, but you couldn't like easily walk up to the ramparts. Uh, it looks like on the northeastern side of the keep, as you're kind of peering through, there was some kind of like conal roof that has since fallen and kind of collapsed. You also notice that there is just just populating the entire courtyard area that you can see from where you're at. There vegetation like this dark vegetation but you also see these kind of strings of white here and there and you also notice that right at the door to the central building there is a cart uh, intact that's just sitting there and there's a handful of things that have been piled up inside of it and so that's what you strings see of white like giant spider webs you'd have to get a little closer to take a look uh, but yeah, you can see intermixed with some of the dark vegetation. Uh, but that is everything you see from the crack that you guys have come in on the wall. Well, Floy, I've seen enough to know that we probably would not be welcome here. Perhaps we should return and go around as Gilly suggested. That is a wiser choice, but the curiosity of the cards. Maybe just a peek. Boy, I don't know if that would be a wise course of action. 
like how the two people with like farther along in the shadow are the ones that are like peeking up there. Um, I'm just gonna just just watch my back. So we're near. I'm just gonna peek into the cart, see what kind of items they've got thrown in there. Okay, so you start kind of moving across the courtyard towards the front of that central building, towards where the cart is. Meanwhile, Gilly, Arineal, you're back down at the base, um, mm-hmm. not yet climb, decided to climb up. Gilly, Arineal, you would you would notice, um, we'll say we'll say Marimben and Talendil, you've kind of left behind to keep an eye on Beat and Root, and you hear braying, like, and you can see as you look over that Talendil and Marimben, both of whom are not incapable of handling your ponies, are struggling a bit. They're standing basically at the base of the ramp uh, on dry ground, more or less. And you can see that the your 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 ponies are kind of having some trouble. Um, Arineal, as you're kind of doing this this circumvent and you, like you kind of circumvent went all the way around, started kind of southwest, ventured north and around, and now you're coming back around the south side. Uh, Gilly, you're following. You can kind of see them; they're waiting there as well. Uh, you do notice that in the south, like kind of southeastern side of the hill, there is a cave entrance, like or at least a tunnel, that you can say. It's just a probably about diameter, maybe about three to four feet or so. Uh, and it's relatively low to the ground. And you can see it's, it, was, it was almost obscured, but your hunting roll was, was uh, a six out of so you're able to kind of see it. Uh, you don't notice any clear tracks coming in and out. Like you're looking for anything like, you know, Paul Prince or something like that, but none of that seems particularly clear. Uh, but it certainly looks like some kind of, some kind of tunnel or animal den. Maybe it was a, it's like a sewer output or something at one point. You're not, not entirely sure, but it does seem like an, an entrance of some kind. Uh, Gilly, perhaps once, Sorendir and Floy have returned. We might all want to check out the cave area. I don't know that we should do that. Just the two of us. Uh, okay. If you if, if you feel that way. Uh, should we go see what they're up to? They've been gone up there for a while. I think. I, I do want to check out the cave, but perhaps once we're all four of us together. And then, um, yeah, if, if that's it, then, then Gilly's going to stealth up the same way that she saw the boys go. Okay. This could be... Would they have been able to see me at any point? I, I know I'm pretty stealthy and everything. As they're coming all the way around, you're just so dang stealthy with your Gandalf that you're basically invisible. No, uh, I, I don't see any reason. She knew where you went. So if she... When up, Floyd went to stealth forward, I would have liked to break cover just for a moment to give them some hand signals or something, just signaling that Floyd went and like, I'm waiting here. Okay. Uh, Gilly, make uh, make an awareness test. Okay. Uh, oh. Fail, I got 15, I needed 16. Okay, yeah, you you can see 
Sorendir, you think you're pretty sure it's Sorendir. It's certainly not Floy, but you see Sorendir kind of do this basic wave, um, and he's kind of a, basically right within that seam in the wall, kind of leaning out. You can kind of see him at that point. I'm pointing to my coin pouch, and then I'm pointing inside. Then I point to my spear, and I point to the ground. I don't know what he's what he's trying to. He's made up new signals. I don't. We should go see what they need. Let okay. us proceed. So you want to go up the same route that they took? Yeah. Yeah. All right, and you want to be stealthy about it? Yes. Yeah, All right. Try so to be stealthy about it. Stealth. So roll your stealth minus one as you're trying to climb and be stealthy at the same time. I'm gonna spend a hope so that I'm just doing it regular because it's hard enough and. We can only do one at a time, so. I mean, you can just normal climb with, like, an athletics or something, but you just wouldn't be stealthy. Ooh. I mean, wouldn't snowshoes help her move through the marsh so that no. she would be quieter? <laughs> I mean, if you were in a marsh. Through the wet terrain. Mm-hmm. Wet rocks? Do snow, snowshoes help with wet rocks? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, I got a 16, so I pass, and I got okay. an extra 6. So, mm-hmm. well, maybe that can I'm, help me because I got a uh, 13, which is a fail because it's under 17. Okay. So the two of you are, are climbing up. Uh, Arineal slips at one point. Gilly, you're there. Not so much to catch her, but just to kind of steady her a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wouldn't have been a pretty painful drop. It only would have been about you know 10 feet or so, but it would have been down some 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 slippery kind of angular rocks here and there but you're able to steady her and the two of you continue to climb up floyd you make it across the the courtyard and now that you're a little bit closer you kind of weave around to the front a little bit of the building and you can see where the cart is you notice that the 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 sort of the front wall where the the gate or the door would be that goes into this central building is like you can see it just ripped apart it's just it's not there um you can see the sinkhole nearby as well and it looks as though there's a rope that has been tied to what looks like a a, a chunk of stone and has kind of been dropped down into the sinkhole as well when you kind of peer down you can see that a lot of that same kind of vegetation that dark vegetation and that kind of some of the white lines and stuff kind of weave down in as well. When you peek into the cart, you can see that there's a, a handful of sacks. Uh, you start going through them a bit. And it definitely looks like there's a, there's some fines. Like there's nothing here that you think is too valuable. But, you know, there's a few things, a couple chunks, you know, a couple, a couple plates and pieces of silver, very tarnished. Uh, some other things that are patina uh, with some with some refurbishing, some cleaning. You probably could either sell this or melt it down and reuse it in some way. But yeah, it could be could be useful. Yeah, seeing that it's pretty rough, not really worth much. I'll just leave it there. Okay. It would be the equivalent of like treasure one, basically. Maybe I'll even poke my head inside the gate. Okay, so you poke your head inside this this main building, and you can tell that like you would be looking at what looks like some kind of kind of welcome hall. You would think 
at the far end, there is a raised dais of some kind. There is this huge rafter that has collapsed from above and has smashed into what you think is some large chair, like a throne or, or just a, a lord's seat of some kind. Uh, there are a series of columns that flank it along the way. It's it's not grandiose. It's nothing as as uh, amazing as as dwarven architecture, uh, but you can tell there is an attempt to create a moment of awe. On the back side of the the wall, above where that kind of throne or seat would be, there is what looks like some kind of you would imagine was like a stained glass window, but at this point it has been fractured. There's chunks of glass on the ground. You can see a lot of that vegetation, the vines and things, that dark colored, uh, kind of dark green is weaving into and through. And as you're looking around, you notice that there are all of these strings of kind of white that are just crisscrossing uh, along the rafters and towards the roof of this uh, this building. Then I'll wait for the others if they're coming at all. If not, I'll okay. hit that. Sure. So we'll kick back then. Sorendir, you are waiting. Gilly and Arinial join. Arinial, you dust yourself off a little bit as you got some sludge and some uh, some wet dirt. And the two of you are up here. You see the same thing I've described to Sorendir and Floy. Mostly intact courtyard. Large sinkhole rafters that, or excuse me, uh, ramparts that seem relatively intact. But the sort of the steps to get there are rotted. You can probably climb, but it would be a check. You can tell that in the northeast corner, there was a tower that looks to, the roof has been collapsed. Uh, and you can see a renial, the cart that you saw the tracks for down in the mud. A is always looking to get to high ground if possible. So mm-hmm. she would like to see if she could get to the tower, especially if she might be able to kind of look east, kind of in the direction that we're about to be going. Sure. Uh, okay. Do you are you trying to maintain stealth as you move across yes. and everything like that? Yes. Okay. Uh, so you get it. So you uh, we'll, we'll roll over your stealth. It's fine. But as you start to try to climb up, that will require a check. Uh, yeah. So go and ahead. I did and fail roll. my last stealth. So yeah. So go ahead and roll athletics if you want to just make sure you get up. Uh, but if you're trying to do this quietly without alerting anyone or anything like that um then you you would i would i would probably want you to roll a stealth but i think athletics athletics would probably make more sense here okay i'm going to take one of the audience d6s that we've got um in athletics i always roll at advantage so this is a large quantity of dice that i'm rolling uh wow let me do some math because that large quantity of dice has lots of low numbers on it. Uh, wow, 14 over 13. So I succeeded. Okay, so you start climbing up. And again, there's there's some sort of broken stairs. You can see rafters of wood that have long since decayed or gone rotten. You're kind of climbing up as best you can. There's There's bricks of stone that you can, they're a little bit kind of uh, protruding out that you're using as handholds and footholds. As you get about halfway up, you realize like you're kind of slowing down and you realize that when you look back, something's kind of catching your pack and you can feel your hair kind of getting tugged a little bit. And when you turn, you realize that you've been kind of climbing up 
and these little strands of white have started to kind of get caught up and they look like basically spider whips uh very very thick very large uh but um the further you go up the more you're you're seeing them in in sort of significant uh significant volume roll an awareness test Sex and some dance. <laughs> Thanks, Bert. Oh man. And big pharma. Oh yeah, big pharma. I am big pharma. I am here <laughs> to pump you up. God, I remember that. Oh, that's oh, great. Jeez, I remember that. Oh man, spectaculars. I only played him like twice, but his legend lives on. It's ridiculous. Like, uh, I love it. Uh, so that is a Gandalf. Uh, and a eighteen. Okay, another Gandalf. So many Gandalfs. You know, there's a D twelve, and which means there's a one in twelve chance of you landing on a Gandalf. And every every game we get like seventeen Gandalfs out of twenty rolls. I just uh, eh, I don't know. so far tonight, Ashley. Ashley, you got to get the Gandalf. The rest of us have already mm-hmm, hit our Gandalf mm-hmm, already. Mm-hmm. Arneil, you Ashley. notice. You notice hanging from what looks like a beam, this this stone beam above you, uh, which you would imagine is the remnants of the floor of this tower. You can see there's these cocoons that are, I would say, probably about four or five feet in length, uh, probably another two feet or so in diameter. Um, And they're just kind of, there's three of them hanging down from this rafter, you know, dispersed along the, uh, along the, the, that, uh, that stone beam. Uh, Renee just sort of like takes a deep breath and sort of scratches her head for a second. She's like, I did just tell Gilly that we should probably travel places all together. And okay. Well, we'll we'll then cut to Gilly. What have Gilly and Soren Deer been doing? Uh, Sorendir's looking for the best escape routes from this place. He's Hop trying right to back it down up. the hill. <laughs> He's tempted to. Uh, in terms of exits, definitely the way you just came. Uh, also, you could leave through the front gate. It's collapsed, but there's plenty of opening that you can kind of get through, and that would take you to the that ramp that weaves its way back down. Uh, and assuming that you that that Arinia would have debriefed you, you know that. Towards the southeast corner, there's another huge chunk of uh, stone missing in the wall that's going to collapse that you can crawl out and under. Uh, and there was also potentially that cave um, that could go to like the under, you know, the, the basements or the, the the dungeons or what might be below here. Those are those are your modes of e- of uh, of egress. Uh, Gilly would probably. Uh... I'd like to do like an awareness check for danger. Like, cause if she's noticing all of this like white stringy stuff everywhere, it's probably spiders. And like, okay. depending on how big it is, she's probably concerned, especially cause Soren Deer has been bitten so many times. Sure. Uh, okay. Uh, roll, roll your awareness test uh, at minus two D six. Minus 2d6. Goodness. 
Um, Mel, can I get a D6, please? No. Yep, yep. Oh, no. So, I got an Eye of Sauron. Okay. But Thank it you. passes? Does it? Can it? Can I still pass with an Eye of Sauron? Is that an automatic yeah. fail? Yeah. You don't have any conditions, right? No conditions. Yeah, you're fine. So, you, you I still, still got a great success. Okay. Uh, so, just checking one thing really quick. You notice uh, in the roof of the central building in the middle of the courtyard that Floyd mm-hmm. just peeked inside. You see movement at the very top. You see something skitter across the top and then disappear uh, behind the wall, like meaning like it kind of was going across the roof and then disappeared beneath it. Uh, it was very dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like a kind of a black or a brown for a moment. And it just looked like it was some of that, those vines and vegetation kind of waving around. Uh, but then you realized it's not. It's actually skittering across and then dipping down. Uh, the keep in the middle, that that the sort of that central building, is covered in this vegetation, and it was very easily blending in and then disappeared on the other side. Did it seem big? Uh, you. It was definitely bigger than you, uh, but it wasn't enormous or anything like that. Okay, you couldn't. But that's you like what I meant. Was like right. You. Uh, you couldn't. From this distance, you wouldn't be able to make out exactly what it is, especially since it's a rooftop. Yeah, okay. Um, Gilly will attempt to, to get Sorendir's attention, or if she has to like go over to him, she will. And she'll point He's out. right next to you paying attention, yeah. Oh, okay. If you're still by me. Um, did, you, did, you, did you see that? On, on the roof? I was looking at the cart There's, where Floyd left. Something was skittering. I will look at the roof. Do I see anything? Uh, I mean, at this point, when you look up, uh, it's too late. It's already gone. You don't see anything. Gilly's crazy. I would still trust Gilly uh, <laughs> of all our party members. I, uh, I think I would do our uh, warning whistle that we've worked out as a group. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, you guys are close enough that everyone would hear it for sure. Uh, so, Floyd, you would hear it from that central building. Arineal, you are halfway up this tower in the northeastern section. You hear it's very quiet, very quiet, <laughs> actually, almost eerily quiet. And one might say too quiet, uh, but you can hear it, Arineal. What's everyone doing? I'll turn to retreat together, see what happens. Yeah, we hear the whistle, we respond. So Arineal okay. will like look at everything she's already passed. Go back down. Is Floy. there any like crack in the wall that she can try to look into before she leaves? No, nothing like okay. that. Okay. Uh, Floy, you have no issues retreating back from from the, the keep, none whatsoever. Arineal, two things. One, as you're starting to climb back down, you notice one of the three cocoons starts to wiggle, like starts to move around. That's the first thing you notice. Uh, anything happen with that? Does that interest you at all? I would like to increase my speed if that's possible. The second thing that you notice is that when you look down and you start climbing, you see what looks like a fairly large kind of wolf-sized black spider beginning to crawl up behind you. 
uh, and it was kind of stalking you. And so you are midway up the tower, climbing handholds and footholds, and this thing is doing the same. And you just see it very slowly, very carefully, extraordinarily quietly. And you look down, and you see it moving up towards you. What would you like to do? I would like to get out my bow and shoot it. That is what I would like. No, you you are you're climbing up handholds and footholds. I don't think you can grab a bow uh, a bow at that. Oh, point. okay, okay, all right. Um, would I still be able to hold on if I with one hand if I can grab my sword? Is that going to be possible? Or? Oh yeah, sword's fine. Sword's fine. All right, but because right. you you need one hold sword one hand is. to hold, I don't think you can do a bow. Okay, so you get your you get your bow out. Sword. So what I'll say is, you'll get because this is happening just to you. You get an action. It's going to get an action and then we'll weave everybody else in. So, Renil, you're you're halfway up the wall. It's probably 10 feet below you as it's only a handful of feet kind of climbing vertically up the wall without any issues. You can see it's just using it's using the the vegetation here and there. And it's kind of crawling up here, you know, and it's not having any trouble crawling at all. What do you want to do? I, um, I don't know if this is unnecessary, but I haven't used this in a while. Would I be able to use my battle skill to figure out the best like angle of attack to get to it? Sure. Yeah, go for it. I haven't done it in a while. See. <laughs> nope the heck out. I would like to nope the heck out. Um, so I have joined, uh, Gilly in the rolling of, uh, Sauron's. Hang on. I think we just triggered something. Oh, wait, hold on. Where's my, Never mind. It was at advantage. Sorry. Never oh, mind. no. <laughs> Jeff, I got one. Okay. <laughs> that is a 15 over 14. Sorry. I was like, wait, there's supposed to be more dice there. Okay. So, so I succeeded on my battle roll. I mean, so you would know this thing. I mean, it's a spider. It's got that sort of the central, you know, bulbous body. It's very, it's very black, dark. It seems to blend in with the shadows and with this sort of dark green vegetation. You, you know that I would, I, you would know that you, you have the vertical on it. Uh, but simply put, the quicker you can get your feet footed on the ground, the better off you're going to be. Um, but looking at it, you can tell there is a very large pronounced beak uh, that's kind of nestled between the front legs, all of these different colored eyes, like these uh, these kind of dark eyes uh, that are kind of populating the front, uh, and this very large, what looks extraordinarily sharp beak. You, you definitely want to avoid that. And <laughs> you can tell that uh, it looks... As you're getting closer, it's like a, it's like the size of a wolf. Like the, the body itself is the size of the wolf, and then there's all these different uh, like the like the spin the spiny legs coming out from it. I don't think the legs are going to harm you in any particular way, um, but definitely looks like the threat is the beak and just its central weight. Sure, sure. All right. So that was your action. That was my. No, I'm just kidding. If you want to do something, <laughs> good. 
yeah, so I would like to uh, am I I'm correctly getting the sense that I am not going to be able to just like move around this thing because it's heading right toward me specifically. You're, you're about 15 feet up this wall, something like that or so. You could drop potentially not necessarily harming you. You could try to, you know, kind of stab it on the way down, do something crazy like that if you'd like. Um, you just tell me what a, what hero, heroic Arineal would like to do in this situation. <laughs> I think Arineal is going to uh, swiftly jump out of harm's way and try to have the sword up upon landing so that, like, if this thing jumps, the sword is between her and the spider. Okay. So are, are, are you attacking it? I'm, no, I'm jumping past it. Okay, you're just going to jump past ready. it. Okay. Yep. Go ahead and roll an athletics test to jump. All right. Without, yeah. With that, so this is essentially just to see if you can land without falling. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm taking an extra for this. And that is a... It is a 17, and it is a great success. Okay. You land. You whirl around just in time as you see this thing leap off the wall like it's about to jump on top of you. Uh, because you had a great success, because you specifically said you had your, your sword out, go ahead and roll an attack before right. it does the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like you, get the, you get the first shot. All right. All right, all right, all right. Let's see. Oh no. Oh no, that's not what I need to be rolling. Uh see seven eight. Uh that is a success. That is a great success. Well, what is your what did you roll and what was your target number? These do actually have a parry rating. Oh sorry. Uh <laughs> so I rolled a nineteen. Okay. And then there was an extra six for the great success. What is your what is your target number though? Like what is 16. your normal target? Okay, you're still fine, still a hit. Uh, has parry of two, so you needed an eighteen. Your nineteen still clears it. You got your extra success. Uh, okay, so what do you want to do with that bonus success? I would. Uh, let's see. I would not be able to do keen with this, so I'm going to add my strength, which is a seven, to that. So instead of a nineteen, it's a twenty-six. No wait, so no, no wait. Hold on, no, no, that, that's not you. That you hit. There's <laughs> no. Do you want to do a heavy, bl- a heavy blow? If you're not going to do a pierce, just do a heavy blow to get extra damage. Yeah. So damage is three plus seven is a total of ten. Total of ten. Okay. Yeah. So this thing lunges out at you. You hold your your sword up. It you 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 see it coming down at you. You try to just impale it, but it manages to actually kind of contort itself mid-flight, and you see it just almost swing on one of these strands. Barely dodging out of the way of just a full one shot, but you still cut it and this goop falls down. Uh, but it manages to just bound off of the wall that it swings against and then leaps at you once more, as that is not enough to actually take it out completely. Understand. Uh, and, and so it's going to then um it's going to then uh leap at you. Um okay. flavor leap, uh, as these do actually have something else, but flavor leap. Uh, and it's going to attempt to attack you. I'm going to burn um, 
Hmm. Yeah, you're going to hate this. Uh, so I'm going to attempt, I'm going to go ahead and burn a hate to get an extra D six on this. I'm assuming we're just going to treat this like open stance, like nothing. Sure. You know, no, yeah. yeah. Cause we're not fully mm -hmm. in battle yet. Mm -hmm. Um, it's one, two, three. It's going to essentially try to knock you down is what it's doing here. Uh, what is my target? That's 16. Plus. I got two sixes, a five. And a one, so eighteen total, uh, and I got two, uh, two bonus. Um, all right, so it's going to as it leaps, as it so you stab at it, it swings on its strand, bounces off the wall, and then leaps back on top of you, mm -hmm. and you just get knocked down on the ground as this thing lands immediately on top of you. You're going to take, I'm just going to do heavy blows. So you're going to take 11 points of damage from this thing, just dropping on top of you. And then I'm going to, uh, use savage salt to attempt a, uh, in a, and I'm going to burn a hate and, uh, try to do a, a beak attack on you as it's now literally on top of you. And it's going to try to stab you and pale you with its beak. And I will burn a hate uh, to get the, the beak that, that was pointed yeah. out as the thing to avoid I'm now getting, well, that's an, that's a 14, 19, 21, 22 to hit with one extra six. Yeah. Uh, all right. So as it's, standing as it like as it jumps down on top of you knocks you down into the ground you're kind of trying to block as it stab 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 as its beak just continues to try to impale you and finally after a couple tries the beak just pushes through and you feel like right at the base of your neck right above where your your breastplate kind of covers you just feel it grind down right into your into your uh, uh underneath your collarbone there uh you will take uh, five points of damage, uh, and you are poisoned. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, at this point, everybody else, uh, Zoro, they are there. They are mixing. I'm mixing up uh, and kind of reflavoring some of the other stuff I have. Uh, so I'm taking all of the different. So they have like things like snake-like speed and, and great leap. I'm using all of those basic things, and there's no. I don't think there's any official spiders yet. So I just looked at first edition, and then I looked at what we have in terms of fell abilities and did my best to approximate a great spider or giant spider. Okay, so uh, the rest of you, Floy, Gilly, Sorendir, you're looking. Your Floy, you you managed to come up. You hear the sudden sound of something collapsing uh, by the tower. And you look across and you can see at the base inside the tower, a Rineal suddenly comes into the site. There's a spider on top of her and she is kind of wrestling with it. What do the three of you want to do? I'm just going to charge us there. Hang on, Rineal, I'm coming. Okay. All right. So you're going to charge on in. Uh, I'm assuming you're going to go into forward stance as per usual. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Gilly, uh, what are you going to do? Uh... I want to use my rope and hook to try and and loop around its uh, thorax or the back half and try and pull it off of her. Okay. I'm going to warn you that uh, that is going to be a significantly difficult athletics test. Uh, these oh, things yeah, are, are quite Oh, yeah, because it's bigger large. than me. 
Yeah, Never would mind. I be able to help her with that? Absolutely. Like no, two of abs- us? For sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we'll say we'll say roll it like a range attack because you still have to like lasso it basically. And then we'll do an athletics test and the two of you can work together on that. That sounds good. You hook it and I'll pull. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So, so I'm going to do bows then basically yeah, for that? That's fine. Yeah. So we'll start. And then uh, Arineal, what stance do you want to go into? Uh, defensive. Okay, so you're in defensive. So, Floyd, we start with you as you go charging in forward stance. This thing is on top of her, and you can see it's just continuing to uh, stab away at her with like this the thorax, this huge, like meaty beak. Take my great axe and swing at its legs, its limbs. All right, uh, add two to your whatever your normal target number is. Uh, normally, it's. Is it the strength number, right? Uh, for your attack, it should be built into your character sheet. So, where is it? Uh, so, yeah, you need to. Where is it on the character sheet? Isn't it strength again? It should just be. Yeah, if you're just doing. Yeah, it should be strength again. So, 14. 14 plus 2, so 16. Okay. okay. I rolled a. Oh, it's not 15. 19. 19's, yeah, that'll hit. Any extra success. successes? Yeah, so I'll heavy blow it. Okay. For 14 damage. Okay. Describe how you kill this thing. <laughs> I just charge in, see it on top of every nail. I slash at its hind limbs, and then just slash down on its abdomen. Arenial, you just get coated in spider blood and goo as it begins to just sink and cover you. Gilly, Sorendir, you watch this happen. Take it, you like kind of let out a breath momentarily until you see Gilly and Sorendir too, both of you with keen eyes. That same creature that was on top of the roof has appeared once more and is kind of climbing down the side of the back of this uh, of this central building. And you can see it leaps in the direction of the tower. So if you guys want to go ahead and roll your little lasso thing, you can still do it on oh, this God. other one that's leaping towards Floy. Okay. Uh, so I uh, succeeded on my lasso half of it. I got a 23 with a six, so great success. Oh, that's, yeah, plenty good. Uh, okay, so Soren Deer, roll athletics test. Uh, it's going to be, uh, we'll call it a minus one since you and Gilly are helping each other. So it'll just be a minus one as these things are fairly sturdy. I'm going to use a magical success before I roll. Sure. Uh, I'd like to do something cool in Legolas like, and it's good that I did because I rolled a nine. Um, I, I would like wrap the rope around uh, like jagged rock that's sticking out or something like that. And then just like jump down the hill, uh, holding onto the rope just to pull it and yank it away. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Roll. Uh, see how, see how much extra successes you get. No, I, I, I did roll. I got a nine, so I needed the magic oh, okay. success. Magic success. The only thing I got. Okay. So you leap, you kind of pull as you, as you fall, you can feel yourself kind of slipping and skittering down the side of the hill, uh, as the footing is not particularly great. Uh, but as this thing leaps, Gilly, you wrap around it. And right as it looks like it's about to land on Floyd, your grappling hook just like with this immense precision just wraps right around it in midair. Sorendir just pulls 
And this thing goes flying across the courtyard. And you can see it being dragged across the courtyard right past you, Gilly, towards the hillside that Sorendir just jumped down. Okay. So uh, we'll go into a new round uh, at this point. Arinalil, you will assume you stand up and everything like that. You can feel the wound. Mm-hmm. Um, Floyd, this thing is now actually on the complete opposite side of the keep now from you. <laughs> you go, got to start running I've all the way back. For this. I'll just sprint the other way. Right. So, uh, so we'll assume Floyd and Arinalil are running across to meet it. Uh, Sorendir, you can as you kind of come down to the to the edge. Uh, as you slide down to the bottom, your feet get in the mud at the base of this hill. You can see it tumbling, tumbling down, and it lands in the mud. You can see it kind of skirt and move around, and it stands up, and it kind of lifts some of its legs and kind of hisses at you. But you are now kind of face-to-face. The, the, the grappling hook is still wrapped around it. You are face-to-face with this thing at the base of the hill. Uh, I'll say it took – well, I'll probably say it took some damage from this. Uh, let's roll – fill down a hill yeah we'll do uh i'll do i'll do a a favored uh favored feet die roll for its damage all right it took seven points of damage as it comes stumbling down the side of the hill Sorendir was under the impression that this would like pull it away and we'd be able to retreat so it well, means you said face you to face with the, the spider <laughs> i i yeah, I did. I did. I, I'm not saying this is wrong. I'm just saying he didn't think it all the way through, and now it's it's not going the way he likes. All right. So, uh, Floyd and Arinial, you're going to have to spend your turn just traversing the battlefield. Gilly, you have. I mean, like you could probably come to the edge of the hill uh, if you want to do something and on shoot this turn. At it. Yeah, that's fine. So you can say range. Uh, Soren, dear, you're its only target, so it's coming for you. Uh, what do you want to do? Uh defensive uh just grab my spear pull it up and try to keep it at bay okay go right ahead uh so if you're in defensive form go ahead and roll an attack again uh two on the um what's it called two on the on the parry rating oh that's a miss uh, I rolled a nine again. It's a big miss. Okay. This thing then is going to lunge back out at you. Um, you're in defensive stance, so it's going to get one less. I'm sorry, Reniel. I totally forgot. With poison, um, you have to have taken a wound. You didn't take a wound, right? No, I right. did not. Okay. You just said that I yeah, was. Yeah, so you weren't you weren't actually poisoned. So apologies. Oh, uh, okay. It actually has to do a wound to you. Um if that's the key, if that's not the case, then you're you're fine. Okay, so this is going to try again. This is gonna go after Sorendir. I have minus one to my roll. Ugh. I will spend a hate <laughs> to get that back. Uh well I just rolled a Gandalf. Uh, and that means my total is a six. Uh as it lunges out at you, your great spear keeps it at bay. Uh, you kind of poke and poke it. Both of you are kind of missing and missing, uh, but it's on the ground. Uh, Gilly, go ahead and roll your attack from above. I'll say you can take a plus one on this since you have the high ground on this uh, on this shot down the hill. Uh, that's definitely a pass because I got a nine and two sixes and a five. So Nine, two uh, sixes, and a five? Mm-hmm. So that's... 
That's yeah. Go ahead and 26. roll. Yeah, it's twenty six. Uh, so do you want to do what heavy blow with it? Actually, no. You could do a wound, I suppose, with a nine. Uh. Yeah, because my damage is four, and I have a grievous felbow, so my injury rating sixteen. Okay, I will roll its armor to see if I can need a sixteen injury rating. Yeah, <laughs> I rolled two ones and a five, so that's seven. Uh, so that is a that is definitely a wound. So you fire down, and uh, describe how you kill it. So uh, Gilly shoots down and she's trying to like pin it to the ground more than anything. So she kind of hits it in like its neck area. And maybe as it's trying to get towards Sorindir, it just kind of pins it to the ground a little bit and it's stuck and it just starts twitching as it's like, it's, like caress him as it dies. <laughs> and Sorindir gives you a wave of thanks. <laughs> okay. So... Gilly, Floy, Arrhenial, you're still up in the in the in this this empty courtyard. You look around. You don't see anything else coming at you. It looked like there was just two of those for now. Uh, but there is that sinkhole. Uh, there is that central building. If you wanted to explore further, it's kind of up to you all. It looks as though those two are the only ones that were attacking you currently. Uh, Arrhenial, you do recall the three cocoons. You're also very wounded. Has that really hurt? <laughs> so, uh, yes, what would you like to do? it did hurt quite a bit. Um, I was attempting to gain view from the top of the tower, but that was impossible. There are cocoons uh, up there. Have we located any signs of those connected to the cart? It's possible he went down to the sinkhole. You didn't have a rope tied there. You looked down the sinkhole? I did not go any further. Should probably take a look down the sinkhole. All right, so we can follow after him. See who this guy is. Okay. Hopefully there's not more spiders. Did you, can I, can I bandage that? It could get infected. Uh, would that would be, you know, I, I was trying to jump around that and definitely wanted to avoid the mouth portion and did not um, avoid the mouth portion. And that hurt quite a bit. What's your endurance at right now? It is at uh, 11. Out of? 27. Ooh. Okay. Uh... Do I spend a hope for magical? I have I have a lot of dice. I'm gonna just rip it. We have extra dice if you want an extra dice. Um, give me one. You can save the magical chicken. Another uh, another time. You can thank uh, you can thank Adam uh, for that little assault on the wheel. <laughs> <by the way. laughs> slightly uh, slightly beefed up spiders uh, attacking a radial. She's climbing Thanks. a tower. Complication. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Adam. And you're fine. Okay. I got, I got stabbed. A... You're okay. It's okay. 26 over, uh, I needed a 16. And I got one extra success. I got to roll six extra dice. I don't even remember how healing works. It's been so long since we've had to do healing. Uh, were you okay. wounded or anything at all? Okay. Because... <laughs> all right. 
No, I'm just... <laughs> when you rest i thought you recovered endurance yeah i i honestly don't know what the hell's going on oh. right i wasn't really paying attention so i was uh i was addressing something in chat and then yeah maybe i don't even need to roll that because you uh so put the dice back because you didn't take a wound she didn't take a wound right okay yeah okay like we said so it's been a while you just have to deal with the endurance uh, okay yeah okay no okay. i don't know why i was still what melissa is I saying is that she would like me to hurt you all more so that you can better commit again the healing and damage <laughs> rules to long-term memory once more. Was, That's uh, what I heard. I, I was providing a reason for a lack of uh-huh. a reason. Uh-huh. Just to <laughs> communicate, uh, Soren Deer is outside the keep at the bottom of the hill. Just throwing that out there. You Absolutely. Know. With a dead spider uh, right next to you. <laughs> so, Floyd, did you say you wanted to explore some more? That's why we're here. Okay. So you do see that someone tied off a rope to go climbing down to the sinkhole. Yeah, I'm going to follow after. Okay. Uh, so you start climbing down with the rope. No real need uh, to do any sort of special role here. You start climbing down. Uh, you can see that there is a... It's not It's not. It's not earth it's there's a there's an actual building down here or there's 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 structure down here you can see what clearly appears to be like you know worked stone you eventually come to kind of a landing it's very dark by the time you get down here you probably climb down a good 20 to 30 feet before you hit ground you can feel your boots land on Stone that's covered with some more of that kind of dark vegetation. You can see that there's tons of that that kind of white webbing that appears to have been ripped away uh, here and there. Very dark. Uh, do you want to light up uh, some kind of uh, some kind of lantern or something? Don't have that. I'll have to wait on Gilly if she comes okay. here. All right. Uh, so you're down here in the dark by yourself, Gilly. Uh, <laughs> Are you following Floyd down? As of right now, Gilly's kind of doing that thing where she's just leaning over, like holding her lantern down into the sinkhole. So yeah, do not you see help. them? <laughs> Can we go? Everybody wanted to find this guy. So- Are you not coming? Oriniel will kind of look at Gilly and I can I can follow him with the lamp if you want to stay up here. Yeah, here I, I'll. Deer needs to climb up. Tell him to don't not go too far, and Gilly will hand Oriniel her her lantern, and then like go and like aggressively wave for Sorendir to climb back up. Yeah, Sorendir's at the bottom of the hill. He's wrapped up uh, Gilly's uh, rope and hook, and he's holding it, and he's just kind of looking around like. Why have they not come down yet? Where? What are we doing up there? Uh, once Gilly starts waving, he'll start trudging up the hill. Okay. So, is anyone going to help Floy with light? Arineal is taking Gilly's lantern and climbing down. Okay, so you're climbing down. Once you get down, you notice that there are all sorts of webbings crisscrossing throughout what appears to be, as best you can tell, it's not storage. You can see shelves that have collapsed and broken in upon themselves. You can also see that there is uh, in the corner of this kind of large rectangular cavernous room, it appears that 
the ground has given way. And Reniel, having seen the tunnel around the outside, you would think that kind of climbing down that might lead potentially to sort of that tunnel on the southeast corner as well. You notice down here that there are what appear to be some very large cocoons. You hear periodically, and you see like some of the strands of webs kind of vibrate ever so slightly. The room itself, this massive room, extends uh, kind of to the north underneath that building, that central building of the inside the courtyard. So you'd imagine like that's the proper way to go down here as opposed to just jumping on a sinkhole in the in the courtyard. It looks to you as you shine the light up, every now and then shadows kind of move. And you think there might be more spiders down here. These actually aren't just shadows. Uh, but it does look down here, Floyd, there's a lot of stuff reflecting that light. You can see it certainly looks like some... Some interesting finds uh, as you is there's several large kind of collapsed bookcases here and there that appear to have various uh, you know artifacts, various dis, you know different kind of just tchotchkes and displays and things like that. Books that um, you can't tell if they're in good condition or not. Some of them the bindings looks to have kind of ripped apart. Uh, you can see what looks like some kind of it's almost it almost looks like a wine rack but as you as you see look at it from a distance like on the other side of this webbing you realize it's not wine but you think there are scroll cases that have been placed into these little web slots uh, on the on the bookcase but it would require you to kind of cut through some of this webbing and to get northward and underneath where that central building is and again you see plenty of shadows and stuff moving around you see the webs moving and you see that there are some large cocoons down here It's a bit of a nest down here. I think we can handle it. I, you know, G- Gilly might be interested in some of those uh, scrolls there. Maybe we can grab a, a few things. I'm a bit concerned about the cocoons, though. There were some large ones in the tower when I was there, and uh, those are uh, concerning. But I did notice, uh, you didn't see this, but there's actually a, a cave opening on the side of the hill. And it seems like that might be another way out. So we have a few we have a few ways out of here if we need to. Uh, All right, so then stay close. I'm going to cut some of those down, and I will proceed a bit further. Okay, so you start hacking through the webbing with your sword, or no, with your axe, excuse me, and you start pushing deeper into uh, into this large kind of room that sort of makes up the the underside, uh, the the basement level of this keep. Uh, what are Sorendir and Gilly doing? While Sorendir climbs up, Gilly is um, carefully Shooting looking around. Shooting with arrows? <laughs> no. Are there any, like, broken, like, crates or anything outside or any, like, wood that I could get? Yeah, there's wood, but from what you can tell, it's long since rotted. Like, you don't see... Like again, this these keeps are are hundreds and hundreds of years old. So any, so it wouldn't burn. I'm just looking for wood that would burn. Yeah, you don't think it would be. You don't okay. think anything around here would probably serve those purposes. Uh, maybe the cart actually. The cart would. It's probably the only recent wood you've seen. Everything else just looks rotted and moldy and gross. 
we could push the cart right up to the edge of the sinkhole to get it ready. True. Uh, I was thinking more about like fire, uh, but I don't. Oh, I, I was thinking wanna, that too. I don't want to burn <laughs> this person's cart. I don't think this person will come back to claim it. Oh, well, I guess if if we need it, yeah, then then we can push it in. We should we should check on them. I hope there's not more spiders in there. I will try to gently call into the sinkhole. Perennial, Floy. You hear the gentle voice of Sorendir wafting down from the courtyard above. <laughs> what is it, Sorendir? Are you safe? What is down there? Oh, this treasure. Shiny scrolls. I don't think yeah, there's scrolls or shiny. Scrolls? There's some shiny things, and then there's also scrolls. <laughs> yeah, there's just a list Chinese of things. comma scrolls. Yeah, yeah. If it might be worth money, Floyd adds the shiny and is uh, he sees it already. <laughs> shiny doesn't literally mean it's shiny. It just means it's expensive. Are it's there... like it's like the Firefly version of shiny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are there spiders? Probably. Then why are we still here? As you say that. Two shadows suddenly leap out from the walls as you're cutting through the webbing, one leaping towards Arineal from a good 10 feet away, the other leaping towards Floy. As two more of these spiders have emerged, Gilly, Sorinder, you look down, you can't see them anymore. They've actually gone underneath the lip, mm -hmm. and you think they're actually beneath the uh, that central building now. However, these spiders, uh, I want both of you to roll awareness tests uh, to see if you would have seen them kind of rearing back getting ready to leap at you or see if they can they can get this this leap off without you being able Jeff, to I'm calling yourselves. foul how could we have predicted that there would be spiders in this whole full webs it's and cocoons? not that you predict that there's <laughs> spiders it's that you predict that they're attacking you right this moment 14 right as you're communicating over 13 success okay up with a seven all right Arineal, you whirl around just in time to get your your uh your weapon up to kind of uh, defend uh floyd what i'm just going to say is this thing's going to get a bonus die against you as we so we move into combat as the two of you i assume are going floyd are you in forward stance i am in forward Arineal, are you going to be in defensive stance yes okay so these things leap at you floyd you're taking slightly unawares i'm gonna let the spider actually get a hit off on you before you kill it in one shot so one second <laughs> uh, let's see I will burn a hate to get an extra die I'm rolling a lot of dice because you're in forward stance this is my only chance to hit you I rolled so many ones uh, it's actually still 20 on the dot yeah it's 20 okay I got one bonus 6 so I will go ahead and do uh, just an extra 3 points of damage that's going to be uh, a total of 7 points of damage uh, and uh yeah seven points it's not high enough for me to cause a wound all right so then uh so i'm gonna say that one got its, its attack off first because you didn't see it coming but now floy go right ahead you're in you're in you're in forward stance do your thing okay i get a bonus die i'm rolling four here of course that's a gandal great success 
ridiculous. You guys are such liars. Collective liars. Weary means you don't count ones, twos, and threes, right? That's correct. Yeah, I rolled a six and three fives. Okay. Uh, What's the total damage? It's going to be another heavy blow, 14. 14 will be enough to kill this thing, actually. You kill it in one shot. As this thing sinks its beak into you, you weave around, you hack right through it, and you just cut it, the, the the front part of its body clean off, and the beak just goes tumbling around on the ground, and the legs kind of jerk a bit, and it flops down. So, Arineo, you are in defensive stance. You would go next. What do you want to do? I'm going See to more Sun Middle Earth. Uh, that would be great. I'm going to attack this one that's in front of me. Absolutely. Uh... I'm rolling one less. Yes, because you're in defensive. Yeah. Because I'm in defensive. That's right. Like I can't mm-hmm. figure out why, but I set the dice aside. Um, these are just these are just normal spiders. I'm They're not the the fancy atom spiders. <laughs> I'm gonna take one of the d sixes uh, because mm-hmm. I'm weary, so that's already gonna affect. Oh no, that's awful. Uh, that's a fail. That okay. is a yeah. It's going to dodge out of the way of your attack. Then it's going to burn one of its hate to get an extra die. Uh, so rolling for those, one of these. Uh, <laughs> that's one six, two six, three oh, six. No. I'm gonna get a wound a here. I'm gonna six, get 12, a wound here. 18. It's gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad. Um, twenty three, twenty six. Um, the problem is I rolled a five on the. Hmm. Let me see if there's anything else I could do. Yeah, I rolled a five on my feet die. Um, I could spend all of them, right, for a plus six, which would put me right at 11 and would cause you to roll a wound, or I could just roll, uh, I could just burn them all in heavy blow uh, and just use that for more damage. Okay, I think that's what I'm going. That's that's what I'm going to do because I think either way I'm going to get this one's the, the guaranteed way. So that's fifteen plus. I'm probably going to take a knockback. Don't tell me that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Clearly, that's what I'm going to do when I'm this sorry, low on endurance. Not fifteen. Twelve plus four. Sixteen points of damage. Yes, I'm going to take knockback, so I'm okay. still up with three endurance. So you take a swing, but the sword gets kind of caught up in some of the webbing and it slows it down to the point where the spider kind of shifts off to the side. You overextend yourself as suddenly the velocity is much more than you can realize. It's slow, 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 and then too fast, and you clank against the ground. This thing then, as you're leaning over your balance off, it's going to leap behind you, and you can feel it sink its claw into the back uh, of your neck. Uh, you don't Sorindir take a- and Gilly are just going to hear Ariel go, not okay anymore. Not okay anymore. <laughs> Gilly Sorendeer, do you want to react to that? You cannot see where the fight is happening, unfortunately. Sorendeer will just look like he's panicking at Gilly. Mm-hmm. What do we do? Where do we go, obviously. The cart? The fire? Uh, well... And Gilly just pushes the cart into the sinkhole. <laughs> <laughs> we have to set it on fire first. Literally, it's gonna. <laughs> we can set it on when it's down, but we gotta go. <laughs> the cart 
goes over the side, falls like 15 feet, and then just smashes to bits on the on the stone ground, uh, doing just a lot of sound, uh, but otherwise nothing. That was hilarious. Actually. <laughs> Oh goodness! Really panicked, you know. know it's wonderful. It's That's so a good. Great so RP. Was panicking too. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Uh, uh, okay. Do you guys yeah. want to climb down? Okay, we'll say you send, send your Gilly's climbing is a down. Very, very Come on, Gilly's climbing down. down. If Gilly goes, Sorendir will go. All right. So Floyd, um, you see that Arinio kind of gets knocked back. It's kind of cornered. Arinio, you're going to have to spend your turn kind of regaining your footing. But, Floy, are you, are you staying in assault or in frontal? Yeah. yeah. Uh, forward stance. There we go. Third try is a term. I've only been playing this game since December. Uh, so, yeah, roll your attack. These are just these are just the regulars. Oh my God, we're approaching a year. 26 mm-hmm. extraordinary success. God damn. Uh, total damage. Heavy blow both for 21. That's enough. Wow. <laughs> That's enough. So you just cut the second one in half with kind of like a backhand swing of your axe. Spider blood flying everywhere. Legs just kind of getting caught up in the webbing. And I'll Did say that because. And then the cart crashes. And then the cart. <laughs> <laughs> Look over, ready to swing, and the cart just exploded on the ground. You reach down, give a Rennie a hand up. And both of them are dead. We'll say you quickly kind of scoop up whatever you can. As you see, there's more shadows that are beginning to move here and there. You're seeing now as you're getting more underneath that central building, there's all sorts of holes in the walls and such. And you can hear the sounds of like all the skittering that is coming. You can see the webs and you have a feeling you've maybe alerted a very large nest of these things mm. as they're starting to, to to descend. Like the two kind of soldierly ones that were kind of patrolling the keep you've taken out. And now you've taken out two of these normal spiders. Who knows how many more there might be. Uh, so we're in Dar- Gilly. You get down in time. Um, the four of you, are you looking to just loot and, and loot and run as fast as you can? Just grab what you can and just go? Yeah. Or do you want after to that. be more yeah. prudent? With what you pick? No, uh, Arrhenial just looks completely battered at this point, and so she's like, I, "Let's, yeah, let's just grab some stuff, and 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 I, I need to, I need to sit down." Uh, Gilly, that cave that we saw from the front—that's that. I think that's the way to the cave. Uh, okay, just, oh, you're okay. You we're fine. You guys are good. Uh, not not good, but I'm 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 here. And she has um, spider legs sticking out of her hair. Gilly's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, what are we? Did you find him? Is he down here? Is he dead? Like, didn't didn't find him. Um, and there I'll are just cocoons, kind of, very large ones. I don't want to open them and have more spiders. Just letting you know. There are large cocoons if anyone other than me wants to open them and see what's inside. Inside uh, spider cocoons are spider babies. Okay, no, then no, thank you. Um, okay, what, are, what what's what do we do? What, what's next? Here, Sorendir uh, will uh, be getting ready to set the cart on fire once everyone gets out, just perfect. to have a little bit of a barrier. Sounds good. Uh, Gilly, then, if we're looting, if she sees Floy looting, she'll run to the scrolls and grab what she can. Okay. If you're just doing this quickly and just grabbing what you can in your packs and your hands and not actually trying to get as much as you can, 
That's fine. It's going to reduce the treasure and potentially what you can get, but you'll get some stuff. Uh, Floy, Arineal, are you doing the same thing? Just kind of grabbing some things? And going? Yeah, I'll just throw whatever I can. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Arineal, you lead them over to the hole in the ground. You kind of start climbing out uh, through this. Uh, you can also just climb back up the rope too. Like that, that does seem to be an option if you would prefer. Either way, you have like your hands are a little like more, more covered in, in, in loot. Um, otherwise, you seem to be able to Could get... Could we start throwing stuff down the hole? If you want, it's but you it was small, so like you're gonna potentially okay, clog mind, it. So yeah. Either way, whichever route you want to take out of here, you're welcome to. Sorendir, you light up the cart as everyone kind of makes their their way clear. And we'll say as the as the webs start to burn, you hear the sounds of screeching from behind you, Sorendir, and you see pouring out of the walls five, six, ten, fifteen spiders just start pouring out a couple of them catch get caught on fire as well and you hear this horrible like strange screeching coming from them as well but you you quickly climb up the rope and you're out Uh, and all of you find your way back down the hill either by climbing but more likely by going out and down the ramp and you you get down to where marimbem and talendel are Uh, and you're able to with your hands filled with things uh, you have escaped uh, you have a total of treasure eight and there are also gilly several scrolls but you would be very very you would think opening them opening up these scroll cases would be extraordinarily dubious in the conditions that you're currently in yeah if you and and you know that there are certain materials that oswald uses to ensure that the paper doesn't rip apart or that the ink doesn't doesn't run or if the ink is faded it is lifted so if you can get this back to oswald breaker there might be some stuff in here uh worth looking at very cool okay so uh, treasure Sorendir does not take any of that treasure by the way he doesn't Aridial. have anything to do with spider treasure Aridial doesn't take any because she is already uh pretty weary okay then i, I take spider any. treasure was, are was we able to treasure. put it on the uh horses and stuff or so mechanically speaking, you should put it on your uh, you put it on your equipment, and the the way that the the mechanics of the ponies and stuff work is that when you go to road travel uh, at the end to assess your fatigue, that boosts okay. your ability to to sort of lower your fatigue at the end. So that's how it works. But otherwise, so, yeah, you still have to account for it on your sheets. So, question from chat: Were those cocoons uh, hobbit, dwarf, human, or elf sized? Perhaps. Uh, the ones that you saw in the tower you were, again, were like about three to four feet long, about two, three feet in diameter. Uh, the ones down below were much bigger. Hmm. Um, how much of the treasure would be the scrolls? Uh, I, I don't have it broken down that way. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll take two if you want to carry the rest, Floyd, or do you need me to carry more? Can take it all if you want. Floyd has his OP combo of his like <laughs> dwarf true. stuff, his his mithril armor, which is already light to begin with, and then it's like the, this dude's walking oh. around. He, it's amazing he doesn't just float off into space. That's how light he is. <laughs> yeah. I take let... one hit and I'm weary, and I don't. Yeah. He's just carrying. Floyd's a machine. I'm gonna miss him when I kill him in Angmar. 
Yeah, yeah. if you can carry it, that'd be cool. Right. And Irini will take a short rest um, back at the horses before we move on. It'll take an hour. Uh, okay, yeah, you can do that. Maybe that's when we, like, break for, like, lunch or something. <laughs> <laughs> break for lunch. Um, okay, so if you wanted a break, um, you can do that. It's fine. Um, so strength, your strength rating, endurance equal to your strength. Yeah, I'm still weary, but I'm at uh, least... Zora, let me take a look. I forget. Better than I was. When Sorendir takes a short rest, it counts as a prolonged rest, thanks That's... to his uh, elvish dreams. That's very nice for Sorendir. Sorendir, the one that he just got down to got three hit. endurance from the spiders. <laughs> I let you talk about your travel fatigue. Give me this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do we ever this put mounts in this? I can't remember if we ever put mounts into the actual. Ugh. Sorry. Keep talking about yourselves. I'm looking something up. Yeah, so I will. I will take some of the treasure just so that we're not leaving it here. Um, but I will drop it if I need to. So, so oh, is just that? going up to Floy and saying, I told you so. He's going up to Erenial saying, I told you so. He's going up to Gilly saying, I told you so. Are you You're... telling me so? I agreed that we shouldn't have been there because of spiders. All right, Hobbit, you get a pass. I had no trouble with them. It took one sure. swing. Zora was right. You get uh, your ponies each can get uh, a load of up to 10 points of treasure. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, uh, cool. Page 50. Page Thanks, man. Page 50. Nice. Okay. And so Floyd has. I haven't used them in so long. You guys haven't been that. bringing them. I've like, like you, yeah. I just oh. forget every rule whatsoever whenever I'm not and immediately. Floyd, you have a horse me. too? So now you can like carry yeah. all the stuff and you've got a horse for 10 yeah, treasure. We have, we have two horses. So uh, maybe I can put four on my horse. All right. Then I'm not okay, going get, to carry any. Just, okay. So you're going to do that short rest as well. Get your strength back and endurance. All right. Yeah. So we'll say then some time passes. You put some distance between yourselves in the, uh, in the keep. Then you take a break. Uh, and uh, eventually we'll kind of get back to the journey uh, once you all are ready. Are you ready? If it's been an hour, I'm feeling a little a little bit better. I could use a sleep through the night, but ready to continue. Okay. So uh, that was morning, we'll say. Uh, so afternoon comes. And uh, you can kind of get, yeah, you kind of get back on the road. Um, I need, I believe, the guide is a Rineal, as you've put some distance between yourself and that that Rudauer keep behind you. Have some some treasure uh, stocked up uh, as you continue nor- uh, northeasternly. Uh, so, Rineal, you are the guide. Uh, do you want to go ahead and roll that travel for me? Yeah, I'm going to burn a hope. In to get another d6 on this um would swift work uh sure i think that's fine yeah you're moving quickly all right then i'll get two dice for that because i am weary so that's going to affect all my rolls at the moment so i want extra cushion 
Oh my gosh. Wow. Oh my gosh. Being weary is just awful. Uh, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. That's a fail. Okay. Uh, you're probably just still kind of laboring a bit. Your chest is kind of giving me every time you breathe, you can kind of feel the pain from where the, the beak of the, the fangs of the spider kind of like stabbed in. And, uh, Maybe that distracts you a little bit. Somewhere towards the latter part of the day, storm clouds begin to swirl above. Don't really have as much light to work with. You can see that the ground itself is getting soggy. You climb up this this sort of dark hill and you can delve down into the valley and it kind of just becomes this undulating, methodical movement. You look off and various directions you can see in the distance stuff on you know on the mountains or on the excuse me on the hills you can see possibly you know dotted other other ruins and stuff here and there in the far distance as the light is out for the most during the day uh but ultimately it's sort of it's sort of struggle you know it's a struggle for you or uh i need Who's the hunter? Hunter is Sorendir. Sorendir, go ahead yeah. and roll your hunting test. Hunter of berries. There you go. Time to shine. It's a good thing I didn't do much fighting with those spiders because I've been rolling very poorly. Uh, I got a 12, needed a 14. Okay, it's a fail. That is a fail. All right. So everyone go ahead and take two fatigue. Sorendir, you can take three fatigue. As you are continuing and pushing kind of northeasternly, the clouds overhead begin to swirl and they kind of take out any bits of sun. Everything's going to be kind of getting darker and grayer as you push. And even though it's like middle of the afternoon, it's starting to feel like evening. Then it's starting to feel like nighttime. And then you're kind of wandering around in this sort of vague grayness. As all of you are looking up and kind of track, you know, following a renial Sorendir, you're you stop by what looks like this row of, of, you know, this hedgerow and you can see these looks like berries kind of hanging off the, some of the plants. They're very dark. Uh, you're not immediately sure what they are. And you start kind of going through and plucking them here and there. All of you notice above that maybe it's just you're exhausted for the day. You're just tired but you start to see that the clouds take this strange shape and you hear like Sorendir suddenly like gasp. And while you all are watching up at the clouds, you can see that faces start to emerge. One of them kind of looks vaguely like this strange, like reptilian like creature just sort of shifts through just the weird mixture of the of the pattern of the like the tufts here and there as it's moving about you can see another that kind of has this depiction of of this this hideous looking snow troll with its face kind of contorted and crushed and all of them as as the it's almost like this 
undulation of, of fast moving clouds above giving you this, this strange feeling like you're just cycling through the, the images Gilly that you saw when you were you know, visiting Marathel and as you're watching in that weird kind of drake you know, almost like snake or reptilian like creature starts wafting down you hear Sorendir yelp and you look down and he your your hand is bleeding Sorendir as you're ripping off, you know, these different chunks of, of dark berry, and you see these this these two fangs just right into the, the backside of your hand, and you watch as a serpent just slithers and disappears into the bush itself. And you're not sure if there's any poison or not, but you can feel your hand just kind of start to go numb. Your pinky and ring finger begin to go first and then your middle and your you just kind of start to flex it a bit you don't feel nauseous or sick but your hand just kind of gives a, a some pain all of you tend to take a moment you sit down you gilly you, you bring out the meds and kind of check for it and all it really amounts to is just a just a, a another thing to slow you down as like you have to check uh, and it doesn't, you never kind of grow any highs and discoloration doesn't seem necessarily to happen, but you end up kind of camping nearby and it just adds more time to the journey. Morning comes, you look at it, Sorendir and Gilly, you check on it again. If there was poison, it seemed mild, mild. You don't think it's necessarily anything too terrible. Uh, but it's certainly, you know, it, like you can still feel a slight numbness to your hand, but it's kind of coming back and as you're. Pulling the spear out, trying to do your normal, maybe, you know, practice movements and stuff in the morning, whatever it might be, you're struggling a bit. You can feel like a sluggishness to yourself. As you're packing up your, uh, your, your various, uh, your various equipment and things, you're breaking camp. That mist begins to sort of pour, almost like it's like milk, like a flood kind of pouring through the valleys just comes just rushing through to the point where as you're atop this hill and you're moving down into this, uh, into the next, next valley, like you can't even see the bottom anymore. And you can see as you're watching it shift and move, just like the clouds above it's, you can't help, but constantly see these shapes, Gilly. You're just seeing these things kind of pop up a troll face here, orcs suddenly moving there. This strange, bear-like visage what looks almost like this scaled tail and you know it's all just kind of in your head but nonetheless you see it and it's like this for about two or three days of travel and then Rinio, I need you to make another travel roll so would you say that we have had a prolonged rest during this time uh, if you want to stop and do a prolonged rest, the problem is that you're kind of out in the wild, uh, like you're not necessarily near anywhere that's particularly safe. Uh, so if you're looking to do a prolonged rest, we can do that, uh, but we'll put a pause. Or at least a series of short rests if we're doing this over a course of a couple of days. Uh, you tell me how much you want to pause the journey. Because remember, we're in journey rule. So how much do you want to pause the journey here? I would like to do a short rest during each day. 
if everyone is okay with that. So it's like a one hour, if I'm understanding the question correctly. Take as much time as you need. Because I would like to at least not be weary. Because um, for short rest, it says a day of adventuring allows for a maximum of one short rest, usually in the middle of the day. So that was my thought, is that a day of adventuring may have that built in, unless we were like pushing along extra. I just don't know how that applies to journey rules, because I know they're a little different. I, I'm I'm fine. Just I, you just tell me how often we're journeying. Like I, I do. I, do I just want to do it at least once, just so that I'm yeah. not weary. That's fine. Yeah, That's we're fine. not worried about the fatigue going down. It's just the endurance. Yeah, okay. I just want to get another seven endurance. Is really what I want. So like, I just been, need to know there's a clock, and so I just need to know how long you guys are are kind of adding to your journey because there is a clock here. Winter is coming. Uh, yeah. Well, I think I just broke copyright for a different fantasy. Uh, uh, winter is arriving soon. There we go. That's better. Uh, so there's a yeah. So I just 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 tell me how much you're willing to sort of slow down for this, because uh, because it will come into play. We could just take a day to get the prolonged rest, and then that'll get you uh, back up a bit more. As long as everyone is okay with that. Okay. So you're just going to take a day, knock a prolonged rest out, set up camp, don't do anything crazy that day, and just try to do your best to sort of recuperate. So we'll add an extra day to the journey. Uh, if we're doing that, everybody can, if they want to, uh, earn fellowship for hope. I'm good right now. I'm good. I'm also good. All right, I'll take one. All right. Okay. So, as you all are camping out, run one, uh, one moon-filled night. Uh, we'll say midway through your trek. Uh, of Rudauer, you're still a ways from Angmar itself, but you've put several days behind you. Is that that keep filled with spiders? One night, we'll say, who is it? It'll be Arineal, actually. Arineal, you're kind of tossing and turning a little bit, struggling to sleep, and when you finally kind of sit up not fighting it anymore you look out on a hilltop not too far from you actually uh, probably within not even maybe a quarter mile and you recall like when you were there in the morning when you when there were i would say when there was light that there was there's all these different kind of pillars like these natural pillars of rock these formations that kind of look um they, they almost look like they're singular columns, but they're crooked at the same time. And they're all over. But as you're looking out, you actually see that like one grouping of these pillars. 
is kind of like re- it's almost like it's reaching up like a hand up out of the hill reaching towards the sky and as you're looking at it the the like the, there's this 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 moment where the moon itself seems like it's caught right in its grasp like the entirety of the of these pillars is kind of gripping tight onto the onto the moon itself and you watch as though this heavy moonlight which is almost spotlighting that hill that far off creates this weird sense of like striations as it moves down uh, the rock formations and it almost looks like veins and you just see like it's clinging there spotlighting it and for a moment you f- you think you see like this movement pass kind of around and through it like a like a shadow or a person or or a creature just sort of wa- like kind of wandering around it here or there Ernie will kind of point that out to Gilly and just, did you see that? A, so you roll over, wake up Gilly, who is sleeping soundly. Gilly, she points, and you see this. Ernie, wait. Um, and Gilly will sit up and she's yawning and stretching and she immediately reaches for her bow and she's like, Dude, are we in danger? Oh, no, I just, I just thought that looked cool. I thought that'd be something you might want to see. You do Definitely see the- movements yeah. around that, though. <laughs> um, so, uh, there's there's stuff moving over there, and I mean, it's... it's a, are we in danger? We might actually... We might actually be. So, should we check it out? This isn't everybody will wake up everybody else. Okay. Uh, so you turn around, you roll over. Floy, who's... Very well, very well, very well. Mumbling <laughs> in, his, in his sleep about his wife. Uh, and you see Soren Deer sitting in some sort of weird meditative pose, and you throw dirt at him to wake him up. And uh, all four of you are awake. Marimbem and Talendil, you let sleep. Uh, because they're elderly and they need it, uh, and uh, yeah, you can see across the across the way. All right, let's take point. We should probably still towards it to see what it is. Great. I'll uh, do my stealthy boy move and kind of start flanking around, disappearing sure. into the woods. Okay. Uh, there are no woods, uh, but there are several, several like these sort of stone outcroppings, rock outcroppings that you could potentially use. Uh, sure. Uh, anyone who's stealth can go ahead and roll stealth. Yeah, we'll put 11. <laughs> so uh, chunk, chunk, chunk. Hey, everybody there. Hello. I got Are you treasure over there? Hello, you can't hear me or see me. Uh, I just have a regular success. Okay, uh, Gilly, how'd you do? I didn't quite catch it. Extraordinary. Uh huh. Uh huh. Arinio. <laughs> Every I'm now and then, you gotta just say you fail uh, just to make it realistic. I failed today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When it's yes. important, Arinio. Seventeen of seventeen. Okay, so you're good. All right. 
so you're all moving across. Soren Deer, you're taking more of a flanking position, so you're not necessarily with the main group. Uh, Renee Gilly, you're being very careful and quiet. You're shifting and moving from one chunk of rock to the next, whereas Floy is just... You woke him up in the middle of the night. He is just hard charging right up the middle, making all yeah. sorts of noise. You hear like the metal of his sword is like clanking against, you know, like the, you know, something else in his packs and he's just rushing through it. Um, uh, I would like to spend one of my sixes for my art of disappearing. Sure. Cool. Uh, we'll say Floyd, you get there first and yeah, when you get up there, you notice that the, at some point up the slope, and now that you're at the top, you realize that there's like, it is a completely barren hill. You see no no vegetation, no grass. Uh, you see no, no flowers or weeds growing, no bushes of any kind. It's just this hard cake dirt. And you can see erupting out of it are these kind of stone columns that are kind of curving like this gnarled old hand. Uh, and when you get close, like you can tell that there's a significant amount of light that's coming down from the sky uh, because of the moon. And you can see as you're nearby, you're the first one here and you're a dwarf. There is these very beautiful striations of, of something like a marble uh, in the rock here that when the moon hits, it just kind of makes it light up. It's just nothing like extraordinarily valuable, but it's, it's, uh, it's very beautiful nonetheless. And you can see that like the tops of these things, uh, the tops of, of these columns are a good 10 to 20 feet up, to, you know, depending on which one you're looking at. Uh, and you can tell there's more like there's kind of a more there's a greater abundance of the uh, of those striations up there. Renew and Gilly, you, you catch up shortly after Floyd gets there. Uh, Soren Deer, you took a, a different path. Go ahead and roll an awareness test. As you've taken a different path up. So what are the three of you I doing like those. while he's doing that? Look Can around we... the area that they saw movement. Mm-hmm. Or explore the area. Exactly. Okay, yeah. Uh, all of you can, can roll an awareness test as well. Or a scan, uh, I would accept as well. Just a regular success for me. Okay. I'm letting them roll first, and I'm just going to do it all together 19 great success on scan okay that's nice for you i rolled a five that's a fail mm. you see that's how you do it you fail every now and then <laughs> on an important roll <laughs> how'd you do it yeah, my roll earlier was important uh i got a 19 okay uh floyd and gilly you both notice that they're in this kind of hard caked ground it's hard to see, actually, uh, but especially since it's not very... Uh, while there is plenty of moonlight, it's not that bright. Gilly, get your lantern out, maybe, and you and Floy are kind of looking. Or Rhaenyl, you're kind of scouting around, looking for signs of, like, you know, wolf tracks or something like that. Gilly and Floy, you notice there are very faint, um, like, rivets in the ground where it looks like maybe a wheel has rolled over. And you also see what looks like hoof prints of some kind. Uh, like a like a mule or a, a pony like yourselves, uh, pull cart might have passed through here. Soren, dear, you notice uh, as you're not up on the hill yet with them, as you're a little kind of further off uh, in sort of the northwestern side, we'll say, and you're kind of getting ready to ascend up the hill from a different angle. 
you notice in the distance, probably about a half a mile away, you see a, a light moving. It looks just like like a like torchlight or lantern light, just one singular light, just moving in the darkness. It's kind of going what looks like down. You're watching it track down the slope of a hill into like this dark, misty valley. And once it hits that mist, it becomes a little foggier, but you can see it moving. I'd like to start heading towards the light. Okay. Sorinder's dead. He dies. <laughs> uh, what are the three of you up on top of the hill doing? Do the cart or the tracks head back to our camp or anywhere near it? No, it doesn't look so. It looks to kind of be running almost perpendicular. Like you guys are kind of heading on a northeasterly pace, like a direction. This one's kind of heading off on kind of a northwesterly or southeasterly, kind of one of the two. Uh, but it's definitely perpendicular to your path. Then if we see no signs of danger and they're not headed towards us, then I might just head back. Okay. So you turn around and you start heading back. Gilly, Arineal, anything for you? Um, Gilly will take the time to like make sure to like document this like rock formation. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's gonna like, search it to make sure there's no like symbols like we found on like other odd formations because like some of them that we have found have had like markings and stuff like Mm -hmm. that okay um what did you roll on your awareness or your scan Uh, great success awareness okay we'll carry over the great then and we'll say as you are taking a moment to sort of document maybe sketch it doesn't this doesn't look like it's a structure it just looks like it's a interesting natural formation of rock Mm -hmm. uh you do notice though as you as you look up, there is this nest of some kind. Uh, you see these like little twigs and stuff hanging off to the side. And this dark bird is staring down at you. And you look up and you just lock eyes. And as you look at it, you feel like this shadow kind of pass by. Mm-hmm. Like this, like and suddenly the the those those illuminated marble striations dim, and you just hear this like whisper just waft. Roll, go ahead and roll a uh, a valor test. Valor. Uh, can I have a d six? Uh, no. Uh, we are not allowed to use those on... No, I'm serious. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Valor, yeah, Valor, 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 yeah, yeah. No on Valor was... Much like we didn't use them on Sanity for uh, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's a fail. I got a 10. Okay. Uh, go ahead and take a point of shadow. Great. As you kind of stare up at this... This dark bird... That's just looking down at you. And And as Gilly looks at it, her fingertips that have her shadow scar start Mm -hmm. to tingle. You see it suddenly shoot these wings out. You're not sure what kind of bird this is. Crow, raven, some sort of maybe a hawk of some kind. Maybe it's actually dark brown and not black. The night, who knows. But extends these, these wings wide. And you hear it just kind of give off this, this echoing caw. The rest of you hear it as well. 
and then it leaps up into the air. And as you're watching up ahead, you see it kind of joins what look like a fast moving black cloud overhead that just washes past and starts heading kind of northeasternly in the path you're taking. And you realize, Gilly, that it is a flock of birds that suddenly just passed by overhead. Oh, that can't be good. Soren, dear, you follow this lantern, you go down into the into the mist. You see it start to move back up like it's pulling up the next incline. You get up close, you're sneaking, continue, I'm carrying that over, carrying over your awareness, and you notice that it is a cart being pulled by, you think, a mule. You do not see a rider. You don't see anyone next to it. There looks to be, as we'll say you're probably keeping maybe a 30-foot pace from it, hiding, looking. Keen eyes can tell that there are furs and such piled up in the back. There's like a pole that seems to be kicking up out of is like the front of this this cart, this wagon, where there should be a rider sitting, but there's no one there. But the lantern is just hung on a pole. So there is the animal pulling the cart, but there's yes. no rider. You do not see a rider. There's a bunch of again, there's a bunch of furs and such piled up in the in the back of that cart, but you don't see anybody. Uh, would I see anyone in like the near vicinity, like, you know, back further behind the trail or forward with your rolling over your previous awareness and everything? Yeah. You don't notice anyone else moving around. All right. Uh, I'll try to move forward gently to the cart without scaring the animal and try to slow it down or stop it. Okay. Uh, it's moving very slowly, so it's very easy to catch up with. As you get closer, you see that the it's actually kind of stumbling and moving, and like you can see its legs kind of give out on it, and you can see its ribs. It looks very sickly, uh, like like it's it's probably hasn't eaten or drinking in a while. You can tell that there, as you get closer, you look in the back of this cart and you realize there is this. You think it's a a body. That's laying in the back of the cart. As you get close, you realize there, as the furs are kind of hanging out over the back, like there's a foot underneath it. You can see this like rough boot covered in mud. And you peek inside and you can see tufts of like gray hair that are splayed out like underneath the uh, kind of underneath where the seat would be, where the rider with your keen eyes, you can tell nothing and there's no movement. It's not breathing. It's just, there's a bunch of furs on top of this body and this mule is just moving on its own accord. Yeah, definitely would like to stop the cart and uh, very slowly peel back the furs to take a look at the body. So you move up, kind of put a hand on the mule. You can feel it kind of shivering. Like it's, it's, you can tell this, this, this mule, this poor creature is in a terrible state. It's, it doesn't look like it has any wounds on it necessarily, but you can tell that it's very, very skinny. It's very, very cold. It's shaking. You can tell its legs are buckling. And when you kind of stop it, it you can you can kind of feel it like the momentum stopped of it. And you can watch as it just shakes and then collapses to the ground. 
Yeah, uh, I, I'm not the best with animals, but I would try to uh, calm it. I don't really want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really want to take it off the cart yet, uh, just so we have some control over it. I, I would like to take a look at the person in the back. So you climb up, you look down, peel back the first layer of furs so that you can see a face, and it is an old woman. Uh, human, you can tell that there's something wrong you think with her. Uh, it looks like she's got some kind of, uh, some kind of like rash or growth lesion on her face, not breathing. You can tell you kind of hold your hand over her mouth. Nothing. When you go to touch her, like a, like a, any sort of open skin, as cold as can be, despite the furs on top of her, you're quite certain she's dead. Uh, anything in the cart other than first and you go to start. Yeah. You start moving some stuff around being as careful as you can as you're doing. So the lantern like just woofs out completely. You feel suddenly like something else moving in the cart with you and this cold bony hand wraps around your wrist and you see this old woman suddenly sit up in the back, look at you opens her mouth and you just hear these terrible whispers just sort of waft out from her mouth roll a valor test because I'm so good at these uh, that's a Sauron and a failure oh gosh roll take two, two shadow points take two shadow points as lunge back uh, and as you do so, you can feel the cart kind of the momentum of you lunging back. It starts to pull down the incline and you watch up ahead as the mule now is being dragged down this hill backwards as the cart starts moving and moving. When you look, you see yourselves just in this horribly awkward, bumpy ride going back down the hill into that mist at the, at the valley. You your hand, or excuse me, your, your forearm, where your, your armband should be, feels extraordinarily cold. And when you look down at it, you realize the woman's no longer holding her arm. Not only that, she's laying down and she's in the exact same state. And then suddenly you, you smash into a rock that was kind of hidden in that mist. You go flying out of the cart, kind of tumbling around. You're an elf, you're graceful, and even in this situation, you can kind of get your footing in some way you see her body just launches out and slumps down to the ground you look up ahead and this pure poor mule is just like on its side you hear you hear it kind of braying a bit it's still alive but it's in pain as it just slid down this hill about 15 20 feet your hand your arm in is still freezing cold what'd you like to do uh run um, <laughs> I would, uh, at this point I would cut the mule free so it could get up if it can try to gauge its injuries. Uh, does it look like it could recover? It would need to be nursed back to health from what you can tell. It's primarily suffering from malnourishment. 
uh, just at first right, glance, right. like it hasn't drink and eaten in quite some time. It has some abrasions now from from falling, you know, sliding down the hill, but it didn't doesn't look like it broke any bones, but it is bleeding here and there, but nothing that it couldn't be patched up pretty easily. If you're willing to give over some supplies and actually take some time, you could potentially nurse this back to health. Yeah. Yeah, I will uh, start speaking to it in Elvish. Hero in Edith, Abwaneth. And I will take my sword and I will put it out of its misery. Okay. Uh, the cart itself, I would... Uh, the body fell out of the cart. Body fell out of the cart, yeah. Just a, There's just a tangle of this old woman's body and all these different furs on the ground. A couple other things fall to the ground as well. Looks like there was some kind of like water skin that fell. What looks like these, you know, a couple bits of uh, of kind of dried bread of some kind. Uh, yeah, and... I don't want any of that anymore. Uh, I would take some of the the furs and I yeah. would try to wrap up the body without touching it, mm-hmm. uh, and then put it back in the cart. Okay, uh, and set the cart on fire as a funeral pyre. Okay. The rest of you suddenly see this fire erupt in the distance. Uh, where Gilly and Floy, uh, Floy was going back to camp, I believe. Arinio and Gilly, anything that you two were doing uh, after that that flock of dark birds moved across the uh, sky? Arinio was going to look for a sign of where Sorendir went, and then there's a blaze. It's just so Ask stealthy. And you shall receive. And then, yeah, you're looking around. Where did, where did that damn elf go? And all of a sudden, yeah. That's Sorendir. They're going for Sorendir, I think. Yeah, toward the fire. Okay, so you head over to the fire, and you can see that there is this this cart that's ablaze. You see Sorendir, a little frazzled maybe, uh, but otherwise Sorendir. Did you also burn the mule? Uh, No, I don't think I would have done that. It would require a lot more fuel for that. Yeah, so you see a dead mule, and you see a burning cart. And you see Sorendir. Uh, what happened? Are you okay? Oh. I'm fine. Uh, there was a animal that could not be saved and a woman that had already passed. So I tried to put them both to rest. Oh. I can appreciate the tradition there. I fear this signals the presence of travelers in this fairly remote area. I agree. We should leave. Yeah. I do feel like we're we're being watched. The bird earlier did you not feel the darkness upon it we have spent some time in areas of comfort and are no longer there it's not it's doesn't it feel like this journey has been more difficult than the rest. We're wasting so much time. And at that, 
Gilly will just kind of like sigh and she like will dust off her pants because she, she probably tripped while she was running and um, she'll start heading back to camp. We should we should leave in the morning and and and, and try to try to move quickly. I agree. I, th- I think we should put distance between ourselves and this uh, fire with haste. Okay. You return to your camp without issue. You're at a large enough distance that the smell, the smoke doesn't, doesn't waft over towards you. you. Sleep out the night. It's a little awkward for everybody and a little tense, except for probably Floyd. And then uh, morning comes once more, and I will need a travel test from Arineal. You can now see in the distance to the northeast these dark, bleak hills turn to dark, bleak mountains as the best time to look is in the morning. As by midday, the clouds just become oppressive. It's also extraordinarily cold, and all of you have begun to put on some winter clothes. The ground feels crunchy, and you can see that a very faint snow has fallen during the night, shortly after the burning of the cart. How'd you do in your travel roll, Arineal? Uh That's a fail, because that is a uh, Sauron. Oh, no. And the rest of everything other than the Sauron does not add up to what I need. You know what I love about the Eye of Mordor mechanic is that it literally tells you you can hold on to it until it makes narrative sense. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. I'm writing a note to myself. F them up. No. Double underline. Now you guys are screwed. I double underlined. It's we should do a mini campaign between this session and our next Lord of the Rings session so that Jeff just forgets about that Eye of Sauron. <laughs> <laughs> I double underlined it. They're, you guys are screwed. No way I'm going to forget it now. Melissa's going to find my notes and burn them. All right. Uh, I'm going to need uh, Explorer. Uh, so that's going to be. Who's my. Doesn't I'm mean. sorry. Uh, Scouts. Yeah. So it's. Uh, it's yeah, it's Floyd. Hey, Eddie, how's it going, man? Uh, Sorendair just burnt uh, an old lady alive. Uh, very Tolkien-like. She woke up. After killing her meal. After <laughs> just gutting it. It was crazy. How'd you do, Floy? Failed with 11. You failed? You guys are just yeah. racking up the fails. Um, we have D6s. I oh, even no. used one, and I still oh, fail because no. I keep rolling ones and low numbers. And, you know, the whole Sauron is, you know, nothing. So The next couple of days are very difficult travel as this early snow, which is it's late autumn. It's not yet winter, but it looks like an early winter might be arriving. And not only is it making your travel across the ground more 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 difficult as you're slipping here and there Arineal, eventually maybe you bust out your snowshoes at a certain point but you're 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 feeling even more exhausted at night because every time you go to lay down and sleep the earth is colder and colder every night it's colder than it was the night before the ground is harder than the night it was before there's less vegetation there's fewer berries and 
things to, to pick to, to help supplement your food. So you're getting now into kind of the dried meals that you've been having wrapped up for quite some time. There's no real flavor or freshness to it. The clouds ahead, overhead have you that have just taken over any sign of stars. You see nothing. You see no moon. It's all just storm clouds as the snow continues to fall and fall. More than once, you struggle to find, you know, a decent path that your your mules don't or your ponies don't uh, don't collapse in. Floyd, as you're kind of find, looking for sort of this this decent path forward, you actually come across a very odd sight as you are kind of pushing up this steady, steady, steady incline for a while. You venture off little bit more eastward than northward at one point as Arinio kind of leaves the main pack and then you kind of call them over once you once you see this very odd sight as a frozen pond extends out in front of you Uh, and it is not a very small pond you would probably peg it at maybe 70 to 100 feet across at its at its widest point and you can tell that right in the middle of it, you can see something that kind of gives you these strange flashbacks, Floy, to when you and Gilly and Rineal were first traveling through Rudauer and you were in the swampy portion and en route to your first encounter with a nameless thing. And you all saw this, this elk stuck in the bog. Arineal eventually went over and lent aid. Floy, you see frozen in the middle of the pond, the water up above its knees, this large elk covered in snow. You can see its antlers have been painfully broken. And you can see, like, kind of modded on its face here and there, like smudges of brown and red, you would imagine. You can see on the far side of the pond, there is this gnarled black tree, no vegetation that seems to just sort of venture out over top of the pond and is almost hanging up overhead of where that that elk has been frozen. Like it's a like puppet strings over top of it. And you see that there are birds that are perched up on some of these branches, these kind of dark birds here and there. I can only imagine that we don't end up frozen like that. Eventually the rest of you come to the edge of the pond, Arineal, you look out and you see it. And you also have those moments that that little bit of kind of flashback to that that point. Um, uh, yeah, go ahead. Renee would um, she has her snowshoes on, so she would venture out over the ice a bit. Sure. Um, and trying to kind of get a different angle on that branch over the elk, kind of mm-hmm. that whole vertical situation. 
I'm sorry. I don't understand what you're... I understand the first part. You're moving across the ice. What was the second part? I didn't quite pick that up. Because I just, I kind of want to get all the angles because we're looking at it this way. So I just kind of want to get all the angles of like the elk and kind of this tree around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you just kind of veer off to the south a bit, veer off to the north a bit, and then kind of start to approach. You don't really... I mean, it's, there's not actual strings. It's just this this gnarled, black, snow-covered limb that almost comes like like a 30-degree angle up out of the, the far side of the pond, out and stretched over it, and is kind of just hanging down with its sprouts moving out at the edge like it's a, like it's a puppet hand over top of it. And you can see all along that tree... There's a handful of these very dark-looking birds. Again, snow is coming down. It's a light snow, so it's not like obscuring your vision terribly at a short distance. But you get so so you kind of you don't see any specific danger that you can tell, Arunil, just from doing that. That's that sort of certain, you know, that kind of angle check. What do you want? And Arunil will start sort of talking to the um, the elk a bit, and making sure that it is still. Though it may not be able to walk or move, it is still alive. Uh, roll an awareness test. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. One, one, one. Okay. <laughs> you you mentioned, you, you kind of talked to it. And while it doesn't make any sounds... You do see movement. What would you like to do? Um, I I'm gonna get my sword out and see what I can do, kind of with this ice that's around it. And I'm just sort of looking back to the group to see if anybody else is going to venture out. Um, Sorndir is just stabbing the ponies. <laughs> yeah, just just murdering just... Root, root and Beat. <laughs> the, uh, I'm a hunter of roots. He's found... He's, yeah. <laughs> uh, does Gilly or Floy want to help at all? I know Sorndir doesn't. Just going to um, keep an eye on her. Okay. Gilly's really worried about the evil looking tree because we've already encountered a few like that and the fact that it has birds like that she encountered the other day mm-hmm. she's she's not going to approach she's even going to call out perennial it's the birds you only see a handful by the way there's like five or six of them you saw a huge flock yeah, uh, yeah. probably there's- five, six days ago at this point. There are... You, you may be right, but there are lots of birds and not all of the birds are ones that should capture our concern. And really, wants to see what you can do to free the creature. Okay, yeah. You get up close and you have your sword out and you start kind of poking around at the ice... And as you, you know, as you're doing that, you're just poking, chipping, chipping away, chipping away. Uh, the water itself is very, it's like the ice is very cloudy, very white. You can't really see exactly how thick the ice is. 
you you notice something just like flop down from the head or from the ear of the elk and another thing flops down and another thing and you realize that there is these huge ticks that have attached themselves to this elk and they've been gorging on this creature and now that you're close and chipping away at the ice you realize the elk is dead the movement that you were seeing was just this huge colony of these large gross ticks shifting and moving and that start is enough as you kind of misstep the ice suddenly cracks those of you that are on the shore you watch as a rineal just falls right down into the icy water (laughs) sorry Eddie (laughs) oh no (laughs) oh Uh, having kept an eye on her Mm -hmm. I have to go help her now so yeah Gilly will slowly go out on the ice we'll we'll call this a skill endeavor uh you're trying to get a rineal out uh we'll say the quicker you get her out, the wor- the better it'll be for her. Uh, but she has fallen down into uh, uh, into the ice as uh, as the shock of seeing this poor creature in its state. So, Floyd, what do you want to do to try to help? I'll take the path out that she headed towards. Okay, so trace uh, her path. You trace her path out. Uh, and so you're slow, you're moving up, and, and once you can see the crack in the ice, you can see now that, that that elk is now sinking in as well and kind of flops down into the water. Arineal, you're flat thrashing around, but now there's this massive elk that has dropped down into the pool with you, and you're, and you're freezing cold. Your sword is, is moving about. You've got this elk flopping down on top of you. Uh, Floy, what would you like to try to do here, like skill-wise? Give me a skill check. Uh, I'm just going to go and jump in after since he's done before. Before me. he did that, I wanted to put my rope around his waist. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wanted to say that when he's like, I'm going out after her. I wanted to say it too, and I did it. Sure. Sure. Because this is one ring. Even though y'all cheated your rolls. Uh, so, yeah, you would be around, like handing. Sorry one end of the rope to Gilly to like rush out to Floy as he already started charging. Okay. And then Sorendir would be tying multiple ropes together uh, just to try and give him more length. Okay. So okay. we'll say how about this? Either Sorendir or Gilly, give me a craft roll. And this will this will be as, as you're trying to Gilly. affix this affix this rope in a way that's going to help. Okay, I got two pips in it, but it's not favored. I got an eight and a six and a five. And yeah. Perfect. I needed a 16, so. Okay, it's a pass. Nice, uh, bonus nice. pass, too. Okay, so you get the bonus. Okay, so you very quickly run out, and Floyd's like, and you're like, Gosh dang it, God, you stupid idiot. As you're wrapping the, the rope around, near you're behind, kind of tying these lengths of rope together. And right as you let go, done, Gilly, Floyd leaps up and cannonballs uh, into the middle uh, of the uh, of the water. Floyd, roll an athletics test. See, the running came into effect. Now the swimming is going to come into effect. All mm-hmm. Floyd's training. 
A 20 success. Okay, you hop down in. You feel the ridiculously icy cold water wash over you. Uh, it is nothing like the somewhat warm water uh, from the Gulf of Loon as you uh, you can feel it kind of wafting in between your, your armor, your clothes. Everything's now soaking wet. Uh, Griffin, thank you so much for the sub. Uh, thank you so much. Um, Arineal, you are thrashing around as this mm-hmm. elk is now on top of you, pushing you further and further down into this pond. Now it's it's a pond; it's not a lake; it's not un, you know depthless. But as you're kind of thrashing around, you you see something kind of emerging from the shadows of the water, and you see it kind of reaches out towards you, and it's a hand, this kind of withered dead hand that extends out and is kind of reaching out towards your pack at this point. And you see a face emerge from the darkness and it's this half eaten or half withered, I should say face. You could see chunks of flesh have been removed and bone and teeth. And it also has this almost ethereal quality to it. And it just kind of snarls and reaches out towards you. Uh, Rineal, what would you like to do to try to help yourself here? Uh, swim like heck uh, back up to the top. So I'm like, I'm trying to, because the, the elk kind of fell on top of me. Like I fell in and the elk fell on top of me. Mm-hmm. So I want to try to like push the elk off of me in the direction of that hand. Okay. So like I'm going up and around the sure. elk. I get you. It's going to be an athletics test, and it's going to be ill-favored. Okay. Uh, athletics is favored for me, so that will be straight. Uh, okay. I'm going to take a d6 on this. Athletics, one, two, three, four, and it's not favored. Let's see if I can do better than the all ones from last time. Let's hope not. I am up to shenanigans. Yes. Uh, great success. Okay. You guys have a billion dice. You guys have everything on your side, except for the fact that I control Angmar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> minor details. A little bit. Okay. So you manage to dodge out of the way of this, this skeletal kind of drowned victim beneath the ice that's reaching out towards you and trying to kind of like rip your pack away from you. But you swim underneath and around like the you almost get caught for a moment on the broken elk antler. You mm-hmm. kind of push off. It's at that point you see this sudden splash in the water above and this the glistening bits that are emerging from beneath the furs of floor, and you can see you can see the very familiar myth, mithril, which is extraordinarily glittering and shiny as Floy's there, kind of diving down, arm outstretched to kind of reach and grab you. Uh, Floy, uh, I'll say go ahead and roll. Did you already roll your athletics? Sorry. Yeah, I it was a 20 success. 20 success. Do you have any extra successes? No, just the one. Okay. So the two of you are down here. You've 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 got your arms around a rineal at this point. Sorendir, Gilly, you have the rope. So Arrhenial and Floy are there. So I want Sorendir and Gilly. You guys can do this. Whoever can roll this, but it's going to be athletics to help kind of pull them up out. Um, so whoever wants to roll it, roll it. And then you can take a bonus die for the other helping you. 
I've got two pips. How about you? Same, but I vote you roll. All yeah, right, your I'll target roll. number is probably much higher, I would imagine, Gilly, under strength. Yeah, mine is a 16. Thanks for hanging out, Griffin. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and roll it. Uh, you can take yeah, that bonus die. with the bonus die, I got a... Uh, that would be an 11. I needed a 14. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, so you go my. to pull... Did you roll Sauron or anything? Nope, nope. Just a bunch of threes. So Gilly, Sorendir, you're pulling, and it's just the weight of Floy, the rate of Arineal, the water, maybe like some of the, like maybe like the like a bit of the elk is still kind of clinging to Arineal's, you know, foot or armor or something like that. And you two just start to slide across the ice. Uh, Floy and Arineal, you're thrashing around inside. Arineal, you can see that elk is kind of disappearing from view. You see the arm kind of reaching over and around it. And you think you're in the clear until Floy, you notice this arm, this other hand right behind Arineal. She's looking up at you. You're looking down at her and you see it just grabs her hair. Arineal, you feel a sudden tug and your head goes back and you just get pulled back into the dark, icy water. Uh, Floy or Arineal, what do you want to do here? Uh, I'm just going to try to... Um... Because I imagine that I have a long braid. So can mm -hmm. I try to kind of turn the other way in the water so that I can push myself up and try to kind of loosen the grip kind of by brute force, basically? Just pure brute force? All right, we'll roll it contested then. If this is just going to be brute force and whoever get whoever succeeds and gets higher is is who's going to get this. Okay. Uh, athletics? Athletics, yeah. It'll okay. be athletics. Is this still uh, ill-favored? Uh. No, that was uh, that was that was basically you were trying to maneuver the elk, and that elk is ridiculously big. <laughs> so, okay. right. yeah, uh, let me pull up my athletics. Or let me check how many. All right, I'm gonna roll relative to its attribute level. No, I'm just gonna do its icy touch. That's what I'll do. Okay, so roll two. I'm gonna burn a hate. All right. I'll give you my number and then you can give me yours, okay? I rolled I I rolled a Sauron, eleven. Right? Wait, eleven no no, eleven's a Gandalf, right? God dang it. Eleven's a Sauron. Eleven is Sauron. Eleven's Sauron. So, so eleven's good. So that's eleven, sixteen, and I rolled three fives and a four. So that's fifteen, nineteen. That's a thirty. Oh my gosh. I rolled a Gandalf and rolled a total of a twenty-three. And thought I was pleased with myself for that until you kept adding numbers. Uh, I burned I burned a hit so I can roll more. Uh, so, Floy, you, you feel like you have her, then you see that ghostly hand kind of suddenly become corporeal, grab her braid, and just yank her down. Her head flies back, and you just feel yourself. You hold on to her, but the two of you just suddenly get yanked down to the dark waters below. Gilly and Sorendir, you slide further along the ice now. You're getting closer and closer to the, the hole in the pond. Uh, Floy, what do you want to do? I will... You said there's a hand grabbing her? Yeah. You can imagine it's connected to a white or something like that. That's... <laughs> like my big long ponytail. <laughs> yes. Some, some sort of drowned, undead creature at the bottom of this pond. 
I'll tie the rope around the radio for now, and I'll swim towards the arm and try to slash it. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, do you want to? Spe- are you looking to like specifically like like sever the arm, or you just want to roll damage? Yeah, sever it makes it easier. Okay, uh, we'll say. Okay, since you're specifically going to try to cut the arm, roll your normal attack, and I'll say add plus two for parry as you're like kind of focusing okay. and trying to just cut the arm. <laughs> we are in the long journey. We're we're right on the cusp of Angmar. We're right there. If they didn't fail the last two travel rolls, they'd be there already. <laughs> At twenty five regular success. Okay, regular success is enough. You cut through this thing, and you hear this this muted but sh- horrible shriek just begin to pierce through your ears. Both you and Arineal can feel like this sudden force, this reverberation in the water. Gilly and Sorendir, you hear it kind of just explode up out of the water itself, and you start to see these little cracks begin to radiate along the pond. But Arineal is actually free. Uh, Gilly and Sorendir, if you want, go ahead and take another. If you if you can succeed on this athletic chest to pull them out right now would be the best time to do it. I'll do it. Um, I'm going to do my elven skill. Uh, I'm going to start. I, I have the rope and I'm sliding towards. Uh, so I'm going to just roll a couple times till the rope is wrapped around me. And okay. as I'm rowing, I just pull out my short sword and I just stab it into the ice. Uh, using Spending one hope for an automatic success. Beautiful, man. That's beautiful. Okay. Uh, and I'll roll to see if I get any sixes. But sure. I did not. I got a lot of ones and threes. <laughs> so you, you stab, you hold with one, you got the arm and you just pull gilly you're kind of you know kind of getting as much as you can too it's not you know it's a hobbit but you're like that little bit is helping and maybe once you see like the the sort of the cold matted water suddenly start to shift and and up comes floy's head you quickly kind of rush over to the edge and start kind of grabbing them and pulling them up you can all hear as arineal and floy get up out of the water Arineal has this skeletal hand clinging to her braid, hanging down, but the ice is cracking. So all of you like quickly just like stumble and run. And as you're running, you know, out and back towards the shore, right behind you, the ice is just falling away and falling away and falling away. And by the time you get to the very end, very edge, like Gilly and Sorendir, you see as the ice gives way, but you're close enough to the shore that it's really just your boots and a little bit of your 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 pants that kind of get wet from this, and you kind of throw yourselves onto the uh, onto the dry ground. Floy, Arineal, you both are absolutely freezing. Uh, yeah. Gilly and Sorendir, your feet are absolutely freezing. Everyone takes two fatigue. And Floy, uh, you're actually going to take three, as you were the the scout that was uh, the source of this event. Since you failed, as another mishap transpires, and I will say, Arineal, as you kind of peel this this thing away from your your uh, the back of your head. Kind of flop it to the ground a bit. You can see it kind of moves and then stops. Um, I'll say everyone, go ahead and roll a shadow test. Go, go, go for just dread, uh, valor. 
And don't forget, by the way, before you roll, uh, don't forget, uh, since you are using Lady of Forland, that you can spend fellowship to make shadow tests, which is what this is, favored. That's her advantage. We are very, very near the end. Here. I would like to spend a fellowship. You're right. So we have three. Yeah, I rolled up. a Gandalf. <laughs> Sorinder's good. Floy, would you say? I'll do the fellowship for advantage or favorite. Gotcha. Yeah, me too. Go for it. All right, so it's three. Pass. Thank God I did that. <laughs> Someone at some point used, I think, fellowship for to get hope back too. So yeah, because we were at five. Yeah. So then we had four. I used one. We were at three. We're using two more, so we have one left. I using used that other one more. earlier. Using three. Yeah, more. I we have. I think five. you're depleted. I think you're yeah. completely out now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I used one earlier during the uh, two, prolonged two. rest. Gilly used one. Arinia used one earlier, and then three right now. I didn't right. use one earlier. I thought you just said yeah. that. Just now. Okay, so we're then yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. we're down to zero. Oh, we are down to zero. Okay. Yeah. All right. How? How? Uh, anyone fail? Yes, I fail. One shadow point, as you just feel like your chest begin to get really icy and cold. You start having maybe some some flashbacks to the other times you've been swimming and having to face different creatures below. Maybe that kind of wafts through you, and you all look up and you realize that all of the birds that were on the branch are now gone. Imagine you get a fire going, dry out your clothes. And then I'm going to need a Rineal to make another travel test. This will be the last one. Uh, oh. For sure, one way or the other. As you guys have now effectively reached Angmar. Oh, come on. You guys are quite literally on the A in Angmar. <laughs> uh, let me move it over. I right at it. 14 needed a 14. Okay. So you guys continue to travel for the next couple of days after a very terrible experience. You, you look off to the east and you can see Mount Gram, the Etmores at a distance. They're gray. Peaks, Marimben makes a remark at some point, like, I used to live there. You know. You climb up this slope, this icy slope. You've you've kept a distance away from where you believe Karndoom is. But as you kind of look down this long slope to the west and north of where the Etnmores are you see the wastes of Angmar extend in front of you. Now, you are not necessarily centralized, but you are certainly closer to to where like the fortress, the ruins of the fortress of Karndum were than when you were last here. But as you climb up to, we'll say, the highest peak of these foothills, you look behind you to kind of the southwest and the dark hills of Rudaur are almost like a memory at this point. And then you look at the this sort of this cold, icy land. The snow has kicked up. In fact, it's almost sideways at this point. The winds, these icy winds are just wafting through you. Winter is here. 
you look out on the icy wasteland, you can see these towers and buildings that you don't recall. The last time you were here, Marimben too is also kind of perplexed. These large trolls and other thing, these these devices are kind of in this process of construction. None of it it looks to be in its full and perfect state, but there's certainly evidence of of infrastructure being rebuilt and repaired. You can see what looks like these large kind of packs of of white wargs. They're just you know, kind of moving around over the slopes that you know you're going to have to contend with as you know that you now have to cross through the wastes and climb up the mountains on the north side of Ingmar. And you see kind of up in the sky as the clouds are wafting and moving about, it's not a cloud anymore. But in fact, you see a very large a white blue drake just suddenly glide down from the top of this tall peak in the distance and kind of clamp onto the side of one of these other rocks and kind of climb vertically down before leaping off and disappearing off to the northwest. You've reached Angmar. Winter has come. There is, in fact, an ice drake that seems to be patrolling the area. There are huge white wargs, snow trolls that appear to be building some kind of watchtowers and such. And somewhere across that wasteland, in the mountains of Angmar, lies Gol, And we'll figure out where that is next time we play. We'll stop there. Oh. Jeff, I think you misspoke. You said Drake, and I'm pretty sure you meant something like Blue Jay or Sparrow. <laughs> nope. you, you obviously could not have meant Drake. An Ice Drake. Okay. Oh, goodness. And here's here's the sad thing, is that the next time we play is actually going to be not for a while, as some jackass in here... <laughs> Decided he wants to take not one, but two trips in October. And so uh, we will be missing the next four weeks uh, of, of uh, yeah, the next, oops, that's the wrong one. Uh, the next four weeks, we're going to be uh, missing uh, our one ring game, sadly, because our, uh, our dwarf friend, Floy, is, I think, was it New York first and then Go to New Japan? York, flying over to Japan. Yeah busy month so we will not we won't be taking it off as the rest of us are still here but so we're going to do a, a different game for four weeks because we do not want to do this obviously without floy uh, so the rest of us are going to be kind of messing around with a game called orbital blues we're going to be going to space uh so instead of being in middle earth we'll be in space and so in the same time slot for one ring for the next four weeks in october uh, we're going to be playing this, and we will be back to one ring uh, i believe it's the first week in November. So it'd be the fifth. So, uh, so October we're off from one ring, uh, and we'll be back, uh, November 5th, uh, to see what happens when they, uh, when they inevitably die to like the ridiculously horrible, terrible beefed up dangers that Angbar now has in front of you.
Um, yeah, just all bad things. All, mm-hmm, all bad things. Guess thought it was. Guess thought those spiders were tough. Just wait, <laughs> wait till the mountain troll goes to punch one of you. Oh, uh, let's see other things. Uh, Monday, we'll be playing Deadlands uh, back here on the channel, Savage Worlds. Uh, Stephen, what's on Tuesday? Haunted West, a nice weird West. Uh, I play it a little bit more horror. Uh, takes place in the old West. We got some cowboys. We got some. Uh, zombie-like creatures we've got some demonic hornets it's really a lot of fun you should come join us uh, i get to terrorize jeff which is nice to like reverse things it, it's a blast yeah 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 for sure for sure that's a, a 9 p.m sense. central excellent uh next friday uh we're gonna be playing some hunter uh where long will be missing <laughs> but steven is actually gonna come hang out with us instead and take his seat for a couple weeks while long's gone so we won't be missing any hunter uh, and again, yeah, next si- next Saturday, come hang out with us. Uh, even though it's not one ring, we're going to be playing a really fun game, uh, Sad Space Cowboys, uh, for a couple weeks. Uh, so it's going to be really good. So come check that out. Uh, other than that, thank you for everyone who hung out tonight. Uh, thank you to those of you who, th- I think we got a, a sub or two earlier. We really appreciate that. Uh, if you're watching this later on YouTube or VOD, or if you're listening to this in the distant future, uh, actually probably just a month, I would say, uh, on podcast. Uh, form which by the time we get back in november our podcast version of this should be up to date uh thank you we appreciate you as well uh, we're gonna go ahead and raid uh i think uh boys from the baltic star playing some troika uh, which is a game that's always intrigued me uh so we're gonna go ahead and raid them uh have a great rest of your weekend everybody and we will uh we'll catch you next time so bye-bye <laughs>